Yeah, we're recording. <laughs> Are we? Is it happening? Is it? Is it happening? Is it the happening? Are you there? Are the plants all killing us? Oh, no. What? <laughs> no. What? I need no. to show you. There's this uh, YouTuber I watch who does makeup, but she does, like, a makeup movie, like, making fun of bad movies. <laughs> nice. But, like, I love the way that she does it because she, like, edits herself into the movie. Like, she does a green <laughs> screen and she becomes, like, a character in the uh-huh. movie and she's very funny. And she did the happening and it's great. Nice. Anyway, hello. It's Hysterical uh, History. It's so funny. It's a podcast with me, Alexis. And me, Haley. Where we talk about history and we make it funny. Except for this time. Except for this time. Now we make it spooky. It's going to be scary. Spoop. It's going to be, wait for it. Here's the word you all want. Spoopy. Spoopy. Remember Spoopy? Remember Spoopy? <laughs> Remember. It wasn't like from the 90s. It's a while ago, though. I don't hear from, people say spoopy. From anymore. the 80s, 40 years ago. <laughs> 100 years ago. Uh, it's whatever people say, like 40 years ago. I'm like, oh, yeah, like the 60s. <laughs> yeah. It's always, <laughs> when you're a 90s kid, it's always 2000 in your mind. It's like, no, the 80s. No. No. No, I don't think that's, that's not that. That's long not ago. correct. That's not correct. Mm. Uh, anyway, we're doing another whale episode. Baby whale, do 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 do, slam the boat, do 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 do, sink the boat, kill the dudes, do 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 burn the island for no reason. Pretty much. So we're back on this. Whale, whale, whale. Terrible. Here we are again, once again, talking about the whale. I wish that's how Moby Dick started. Well, well. The other famous first line of all literature. Well, well, well. It's so funny. It's me, Ishmael. It's me. It's me. Ishmael here. <laughs> Yo, Ishmael here. Hey, listeners, Ishmael here. Hey, what's up? Well, well, well. Oh, God. So uh, listen to the first one if you want. But, like, yeah. the the gist of it is they're all terrible Pretty much. Yeah. Um, because the foreshadowing was bad the whole time. Because society. Very obvious. We live in a society and there are boats in the society. This is my problem with when people are like, I want to do this dangerous thing. Probably nothing bad will happen to me. I'm like, but the foreshadowing. But the foreshadowing. Like, I'm very aware in my personal life of foreshadowing. And I'm like, that sounds like I'll die. Like, I really want to go on a hot air balloon. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a little afraid of it. Yeah. Because you could just fall out of the sky. Yeah. It doesn't happen very often, but it does happen. But it does sometimes. happen. <laughs> Scary. <laughs> I want a parachute. Uh, anyway. You want, I want a parachute. <laughs> I want a parachute when I go on I want a parachute. Balloon. And then you're going to skydive and hot air balloon all at once. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it all at once. <laughs> ah. Anyway, uh, for this, my sources are, again, Nathan Philbrick in his book In the Heart of the Sea. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also watched a delightful YouTube video between last episode and this oh. episode from the Ask a Mortician YouTube channel. Cool. Which, do you watch that at all? No, I've heard of it. It's very charming. Yeah. It's very charming. Uh, I wanted to be a mortician, so I'm down. But it also has, like, little animations and maps so you can kind of keep track of where people are, like, in the ocean cool. and, like, where they're going. So that's also really helpful if you're an audiovisual learner. Nice. All right. Um... Also, have some water and snacks on hand. Because <laughs> that's going to make you very thirsty and hungry. <laughs> You're going to get, like, feel dehydrated. Yeah. I felt dehydrated just writing this up. <laughs> I brought Haley some food last night upstairs. 
Yeah. And she was like, oh, thank goodness, because I'm reading about people starving. <laughs> right. And you were like, sorry, I don't really like the sauce. And it was like rich and buttery <laughs> and like had garlic. I'm like, this is like, oh, my, this is a king's meal. <laughs> a king's meal. Comparatively. Oh, my gosh. And and also might be kind of graphic. So if you're listening with kids, yeah, um, you know, just be ready on the mute button or you know, listen. We'll to make it first. a sound before the bad thing happens. Wee woo wee woo. <laughs> oh, it's happening! <laughs> it's happening! Uh, the thing with the uh, Essex is that it's uh, it's always it's gonna get worse yeah. no matter what. So it's attacked approximately two thousand nautical miles west of South America. That's so far away. West. West. Like. I mean, yeah, because if it was yeah. east of South America, it'd be in the Atlantic. Right. The safer ocean. Mm. I think it's safer. The Atlantic? Than the Pacific? I mean, it's smaller. Yeah. Uh, they get a lot of weird weather, though. That's true. Depends on where you are. Hurricanes and shears. Yeah, hurricanes and shears. Uh, but, yeah, it's sh- the distance to everywhere is shorter. <laughs> so... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're in the middle of nowhere reenacting a horror movie. It's terrible. Essentially. Their ship has been destroyed. They're bobbing out in the grand void of the ocean in essentially escape pods. No. Uh, and there is an 85-ton murder creature out there just, like, no. lurking. It's still out there. And it's not going to, like, come for them again. I think probably the whale was just, sure. like, confused and not actually that... Uh, intent on them specifically. Yeah, whales but, are smart, but it's like, wh- <laughs> what vengeance does this whale have on you specifically? Like, that it's going to turbo you so hard. Right. It has to make the connection between, like, you are also the boat, mm-hmm. which is, like, pretty conceptual and yeah. abstract thinking. It's probably just, like, there's a big thing in the water. I'm going to intimidate it. Uh, yeah. And then after it didn't, like, go anywhere, it was like, oh, I guess I'll leave. But the crew don't know that. Sure. <laughs> They're like, that thing definitely wants to murder us. Oh, I just want to remind everyone, this is my worst nightmare. Um, I hate the ocean. It's terrifying. Oh, so bad. The only thing worse oh, would be so just bad. to be in floating in space. That's so That's true. true. But this is much more uh, possible for me as That's a true. person. I still wouldn't do it, but it's possible. It's so, so possible. I hate it. And like we said last time, even if you're just flying somewhere, yeah. your uh, your plane can go down. Yeah. Like, I, I really want to go to, like, Japan and those kind of areas sometime, mm-hmm. Korean stuff. But, like, oof. So we, we got to go to Anchorage first and then go. I feel like mm. there's going to be less over the Pacific action going on if we start in Alaska. Or we, like, go to, like, India first and then go there. <laughs> I mean, but that... So we have to go the other way. <laughs> so that means we have to, like, yeah, go completely all the way around yeah. first. Right. Like, go to Germany. And then they're like, now you can't go over the now Pacific. Now you can't. Now you can't. <laughs> you stuck here. What are you going to do? Now we're Much gonna... rather crash in Mongolia or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, just, like, right into the Himalayas. Yeah, it'll that's, be, that's fine. It'll be better. That's better. 
So the the crew of the Essex, they gather what they can, which isn't a whole lot. Mm -hmm. Some animals manage to swim to the boats. Some animals. They end up getting, like, two tortoises each to swim. But it's not enough to feed, uh, like, 20 guys. No, that's a problem. For any real amount of time. They have three whale boats. One of them, remember, had just been smashed, so it's not, like, doing too good. Right. Uh, they split the crew with three the three officers being in charge of each boat. Mm. So Captain Pollard, uh, Owen Chase, the first mate, and Matthew Joy, the second mate. I hate that Owen lives because, like, he doesn't deserve it. <laughs> it's so hard on His Owen. hubris is the reason. He's the Ahab. The reason it's happening. <laughs> it's going to get worse, too. Yeah. It's going to get worse. And, like, Terrible. right away, because... They have to decide where to go. Yeah. Uh, and it's terrible. They kind of rig the boats to have sails, and they build up the sides so, like, the giant Pacific Ocean waves don't constantly come into the boat. Yeah. Uh, but they spend most of their time just bailing water out of the boats anyway. Just right. Like, the ocean would be bad enough if you're just so far away from land in general. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just going to, you know, starve to death, dehydrate, whatever. But also, it's, like, got waves. And they're so big when you're out in the middle. Yeah. Like, they're, it's, it's so, it, the ocean is so big when you're out in the middle of it that tsunamis can pass underneath you and you don't even notice them. It's the worst. It's like another wave. It's the worst. And then maybe two waves will, like, meet each other in a weird way and then you get a monster they rogue wave. murder you. That just kills you. That's the ocean. And they Leave have the ocean alone. <laughs> just a thin layer of wood and metal between them and oblivion. Mm-mm. And that's it. She just deserves to be left alone. <laughs> just leave her alone. She's just she's just doing her thing. <laughs> we don't. That's not for she us. She won't hurt you unless it's you mess with her. Not for us. We shouldn't be there. Especially not. Just not that far in. Keep to your area. Right. Uh, so if you remember, one of the sailors... Uh, when it sank, had gone back to the captain's quarters and gotten his sea chest. And in it, I don't remember, but thank you for reminding me. Yes. So that happened (laughs) last time, Mm -hmm. and it's really good that he did because in the chest are two sets of navigational equipment and two uh, maritime charts or maps. Because, like, I play long dark. You're going to get some long dark feels. Oh, I already do. Yeah. Yeah. Right, because I was when you're like two tortoises isn't good or like four or whatever isn't good enough for twenty people. I'm like that's the problem. You gotta be one person. Mm-hmm. I kill one bear. I eat forever. One bear, <laughs> eat forever. Eat for days. Yes, but it's so ridiculous in that game, and it's like a similar thing where it's like I will know where things are, mm-hmm. and so like visual will be bad. Like I'm in a blizzard or something, but I'm like, but I know where it is. Like yeah. I just know that I go this way, and then I'll travel for a while. But you're so unsure of like being able to write yourself, mm-hmm. that I'm, like, in a completely different place. And then I'm just yeah. like, what? And even I almost when die you, just because I'm doofus yeah, even when you know when you're going. And they don't know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, if they had no navigation, it's like there's no way any of them would have right. lived. So they do, they have two sets, which means the captain's boat gets a set mm-hmm. and the first mate gets a set. Uh, and Matthew Joy's boat has none. They just have to what? try to keep in sight of the other boats. Can't they, like, do they have rope? Tie the boats together. I don't think they have rope. <sighs> or at least, um... They're boat people. They have to have so much rope. <laughs> at least, like, they don't... Not enough that they, like, think about it. That's so... I guess. Yeah, I don't know. 
I tie him to get find a way. Have him hold on to the other boat with their hands. <laughs> you gotta do it. So they they are abundantly aware they don't have enough supplies to make it like really anywhere, but specifically not back to South America, you know, yeah. comfortably. So they look at the charts and the officers figure the nearest islands are the Marquesas, kind of to the west. Okay. Uh, like a thousand two hundred miles the, away. Oh, don't go farther west. Uh, but that's the closest thing. I know, but it's <laughs> that's the closest. It's just thing. heading into the worst of the water, and like no. Uh, but they're the closest thing, and the captain's like, I mean, we got to go for the closest thing. Uh, them or the next nearest islands, the Society Islands, which are also nearby. Mm-hmm. Society Islands include Tahiti, so it's not like a bad time. I don't. Think. <laughs> I mean, maybe at the time it is. But uh, who knows? Anyway, the captain's like, "Hey, what if we go to Tahiti?" And <laughs> <laughs> if you if you played Red Dead Redemption Two, it's basically Dutch's speech. I've got a plan, Arthur. We're going to Tahiti. <laughs> it's just so funny that it's Tahiti mm-hmm. when they're, like, dying and starving <laughs> to death. And it's like, let's go to Tahiti. We're going to Tahiti. Because it's such a, it's, it's such a vacation-rich spot now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like if they were like, let's go to freaking Dubai. <laughs> you know? You're like, what? Going to Hawaii. Which... The worst thing about Hawaii at the time is all the white people call them the Sandwich Islands, yeah. which is, I hate that. Because that one stupid idiot. I hate that. So unlike the video game about the Yeehaw Boys, uh, this one, uh, the crew. With, <laughs> this one's the Oh No Boys. <laughs> this is Oh No Boys. Oh No Whale Boys. Whale, whale, whale. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy, boys. Uh, the crew with Chase, Owen Chase, as their loud spokesperson, say absolutely no to Tahiti because there might be cannibals. Lol. There might be some cannibals. Just They're, go east. Yeah. So cannibals are no their problems with Owen's idea to go east. Uh, they would have to sail against trade winds, which is impossible for them because they're little small boats. So that means they have to sail south for another thousand miles first before they can catch the westerlies oh and turn towards South America. Which can they fish? Oh, it doesn't sound like it. Also, it's <sighs> there if so near the shore. There tends to be a lot of life and like yeah. Seafood and stuff, but when you're out in the middle of it, oceans can be kind of like deserts. Yeah. In that it's very rare to come across, like, a lot of nutrients all at once. And they're deep. It's so deep that it's like, why would they be near the surface? The whales can do it because they're eating, they're, like, diving really deep for squid. Or they're eating, like, krill and, like, really small, little small creatures. You need to eat some krill. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) You should get some krill, my my lad. (laughs) My my lady. Uh, so <laughs> if they want to go east, they have to add like another thousand miles no matter what they do. Sure. It's twice as long as going to the Marquesas. Do you still want to go east? Uh, I mean, like, no. But also I know that west is going to be worse. <laughs> like, maybe not worse, yeah. but like equally bad. Mm-hmm. And then you're still farther away from home. I mean, there's other ships that come by. Sure. But maybe, maybe, like, that should be your goal is, like, head east and your goal isn't a location so much mm-hmm. as, like, ships. Ships. Because the farther west you go, the less ships there are going to be. 
Uh, I would assume. Okay, Alexis and the crew and Owen and Chase say east, so we're going to go east. (laughs) We have to. Uh, Do they go east? They do go east because Captain Pollard, like he has several times before, backs down and listens to his crew. Sure. Which Which is probably the wrong choice, but I understand this. Yeah. This is the only one I agree with. An open captain who listens to his crew, and especially his officers, is like not a bad thing. Eh. Uh, but it's also generally agreed upon in survival situations that you yes. need a firm leader and yeah. someone who's making decisions and not like right. a democracy doesn't fare well no. in emergency situations. Right. This is like your captain is your president. Mm-hmm. And it's like if we were going to go to war or something. Yeah. And everybody's just like. What do we do? Scared around you. And every time you suggest something that you think is correct, they all panic out of fear. And then you just agree with whatever they say while they're scared. Like, Mm -hmm. that's not a good thing to do. Uh, So they they don't know this. But the Society Islands had an English uh, mission on it for like 20 plus years and would have been a really good place to go. Well. If they'd gone. I also didn't know. So, yep. (laughs) It's like things you don't know, really. When uh, you don't know. When you don't know, you don't know. So, Captain... Pollard backs down, and they set their course due south to eventually go east. They're counting the days. Yeah, they yeah, have yeah, yeah. they have days mm-hmm. left, and also their ships aren't very good. They're not ships; they're boats with like sails right. on them. They, uh, they have sails. Yeah, they're kind of at the mercy of like where does the ocean? Yeah, want them where the to wind go? do? They begin rationing food and water immediately. You gotta. They're rationing food, but it's they're already at a disadvantage because uh, the food they have that's going to last the longest, their hardtack, which is like a saltless saltine, yeah, basically like a hard pilot bread sort of food, um, has been doused in seawater. So anytime they eat the food, they're getting double dehydrated. From eating what? it. How did it get in the water? It just Cause they're, when the boat got Because their boat sank. Okay. And they had to go back and like, can we get any food out of this? Sure, sure. And they, yeah, but it's, um, like, imagine being stranded anywhere and your only source of food is saltine crackers. Right. Salty tack. They, salt, salt tack. They decide the supplies have to last them two months. Lol. Uh, each day, uh... The man's portion of food and water is less than a third of what a grown man should be having to, like, yeah. maintain his body function. Gosh, if I was starving, I'd just die. Uh, yeah, and some of them do. Like, like Spoilers. I would, there's, there's no way that I could ration food. I just can't even imagine. Yeah. I'm just like, I just eat all of it, and then I would die. <laughs> yeah, and then I would just, like, <laughs> die it. later. Oh, well. well. Uh, so this is what they have per day. Five ounces of hardtack. And eight ounces of water a day. No. Per man. No, 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 no. Uh, Especially not. Eight yeah. ounces of water a day on the ocean. On the ocean. Like in the hot beating sun. Right. In the There's elements. not enough clouds in the ocean and to shield you from the sun. <laughs> the food they're eating is full of salt. Right. So eight, that eight ounces is like barely going to get them back to just like That's where nothing. you already were. It's like nothing. Oof. They they try to keep the boats together for, you know, Joey's boat doesn't have maps and mm-hmm. also for morale. The constant exposure to, yeah, sun, they begin breaking out in sores on their skin. Oh, that's so gross. Uh, just, like, they start blistering and the salt, like, no. opens up sores on them. Uh, only six days after the wreck... You know, like about a week. Mm -hmm. And Owen Chase describes the men in the boat are already physically aching from thirst. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, and about this point, uh, I had consumed all of the water in my room, and I'm like, I need to go get some water. I do water. feel very thirsty. I need, <laughs> I need to go get some water. Uh, and I was, like, really hungry. I hadn't really eaten that day. And this is when Alexis showed up. I'm like, this is amazing. Oh, okay. And you remember the first thing I did was like, I also need to go get water. Yes. <laughs> I also am very thirsty. I was wondering if it was the other day when Alyssa was watching the finale of Schitt's Creek and you hadn't seen it yet. And I was pretty sure you hadn't seen it. Yeah. And so I was like, hold on, because I could hear you, like, coming downstairs. And I was like, uh-oh. Uh-oh. And so then I was like, wait, have you seen the finale of Schitt's Creek? And you were like, no. And I'm like, you can't come in here. Because our kitchen's right next to our, like, TV allowed. room. And then you were like, I'm thirsty. And I was like, okay. And I brought you the water so you wouldn't see or hear anything. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, this was after that. Uh, yeah. I was, you can tell kind of the mood I was in when I was doing the write-up because I wrote a description of the food that you brought me. <laughs> like, in extreme detail. Uh <laughs> And, like, I noted how you were all apologetic, like, sorry about the sauce. I'm like, this is amazing. This is food for kings. Because I, like, I taste that sauce after I put it on the chicken. I was like, oh, it's gross. I'm like, no, here, I'll read you. A grilled sweet potato chicken with this rich, buttery garlic gravy sauce on top. You can taste a bit of lemon or citrus in it. Uh, and it's just, like, so rich. The chicken was grilled a bit, and it just, like, mm, it was so chewy and wholesome in my mouth. I'm like, oh, I love food. <laughs> so good, man. Oh, I love water. It's <laughs> so good. Uh, also, this is not sponsored, um, but also that was a Blue Apron meal. <laughs> what Haley, a, can you imagine if we were sponsored? It'd be incredible, specifically oh for this God. episode. Um, but I just want to say, because you're, like, describing it, make me sound like I'm, a, like, a chef. <laughs> yeah. It's like, no. No, thanks, Blue Apron. They sent us food, and I just made it in a box. And we were just marveling at, like, <laughs> so someone <laughs> sent us food basically prepared and we just put it together in our yeah. house. And, like, what luxury. Yeah, dude. What extreme luxury. Yeah. That's one step below hiring a chef to come to your house. Totally. Um, who wants to live in the past? Yeah. It's garbage. I don't want to live in the, I don't want to have to be a boat boy. Also, Blue Apron, look at the great sponsorship you could be getting from us if I you know. just wanted to. I know. We already like your product and... We'll do another episode about people starving to death and how good your food is. I've got, like, two more in the wings, <laughs> friend. Ready to go. Oh, we're going to make people so hungry, and then we're going to just drop that promo code, like, go get yourself some chicken, friend. It's going to be incredible. Oh, my God. <laughs> While they're starving, they wish they had this grilled sweet potato mm, chicken meal. But they all oh. Blue Apron. <laughs> it's so good. Anyway. Thanks, Blue Apron. Not sponsored, but maybe. Maybe. Call us. So 10 days out, mm-hmm. and Owen's boat, which you remember was, like, not doing good, yeah. is breaking down. But the captain's boat is in more dire need because it is attacked by orca whales. Aww. <laughs> well. Like, famously not... Violent. Violent towards yeah. humans. But I want to say maybe. They don't actually uh, identify the animal that gets okay. them. So it might have been something else. It's probably freaking dolphins or something. Freaking dolphins. Uh, but they claim it was orcas. They couldn't really tell. Some marine creature gives the captain's boat a what for? 
which is somewhat worse, in my opinion, to not know. It could have been anything. <laughs> it's like a really big tuna. It's like a sunfish comes up and just like slaps the boat a little bit. And they're like, no, the boat. Why? Or maybe it was a giant squid or a huge shark. A kraken. Maybe the original sperm whale did hunt them down. Not knowing is so much worse. Yeah. I have a note that's like, do you ever wonder about orcas in my notes? What about them? Well, just so they're renowned for not attacking humans. and. Yes. I've always kind of imagined that's because orcas are very specialized in their diets. Sure. Like, they have orcas who eat fish and salmon. You have ones that eat, like, seals, and they don't tend to waver from that very much. Yeah, they're picky. So it's probably why they don't eat people. But uh, some people, you know, like to say it's because oh, it's they, they, they're reacting to, like, the intelligence. They recognize another intelligent animal. No, that's stupid. Um, but how funny would it be if that's what it is? Because it implies that seals are, like, complete airheads. Yeah, morons. Like, <laughs> they won't eat us, but seals are, like, idiots. Also, like, dolphins are brilliant, and they freaking murder us on purpose mm-hmm. and, like, are evil. So, like, that doesn't make sense to me how you can make that argument both ways. Dolphins are too smart, though. Like it's one, true. Once you get too intelligent, then you're capable not only of violence but evil. Yeah. Because you're doing it on purpose. Right. But I'm, I, it just doesn't make sense to me that it's... It's like, I don't know how much dumber orcas are, I guess. I think they're still pretty, they're related. They're very closely related. Right. So I assume they're pretty smart. So I don't know why that would be such a distinct difference. I, uh, I think it's just that we see them as like nice because they don't attack. It's like elephants. Mm-hmm. It's like our elephants really, like elephants do like humans. But a lot Sometimes. of that I think is just, yeah, is a lot of that's mm-hmm. just elephant exposure to humans. Right. And the only reason that happened was because like they don't automatically eat us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas, like, we're not friends with, like, tigers. No. Because well, they'll eat us. I keep saying, like, well, <laughs> well, no, those ones got <laughs> murdered by their tiger. No, those tigers hated them. <laughs> he killed them. They just hated waited. Hated them. Just patiently waited. <laughs> so two weeks after, um, you know, eating contaminated food. Yeah. And the crew is already at the point of drinking their own urine. That's And, like, rinsing their mouth with seawater, which I don't know what they think that's going to do. Yeah, I just so is desperate to, like, put any moisture yeah, in their water. like, I think the problem is just, like, y- your lizard brain says, I am thirsty, I see water. Yeah. Drink you're water. surrounded by water, and it'll kill you faster than anything and else. And it's like, but, like, you're like, oh, my mouth is so dry, <laughs> I just want water to be in there at all. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, it's just going to make it worse. That's why the ocean is evil. After 17 days, they're even farther away from South America than when they started. No. To the point where they're actually really close to the Society Islands. Go there uh, now. Tahiti. But because of not wanting to be eaten by brown people, I guess, they again turn away. Stupid. They're so close. They're so close. It's like, imagine imagine at this point where they're starving to death. They're yeah. drinking their pee. They can't drink. Like, they have nothing to drink. Their boats are dying. That They're still like, but what if they eat us? I know. Like, <laughs> please eat me. Like, that's a better death me. than this. Eat me. This is all. Like, if, there's a ch- if there was a 50-50 chance these people were going right. to eat me or they weren't, I would still go there. Like, if it was, like, 80-20, I'd still go there. Right? Because then at least I'm on land. And I'm not dying. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If they're going to eat me, they probably want me to fatten up first. They're going to feed me. Right. And give me water. I'll have chances to get away. Yeah. Just like give me a chance. Yeah. So you're- I can fight humans. I can't <laughs> fight the sea. 
So you'd be one of the like, maybe just drop me off. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I'll, uh, I'll I'll swim. I don't care. I'll anymore. take my chances. I just don't want to be in this boat I can't anymore. Be in this boat with you people <laughs> this, drinking pee. We're giving Alexis PTSD <laughs> for like something she's never experienced. This is it's gonna get so much worse. Oh gosh, I feel so bad. Even if they were a hundred percent gonna eat me, I get off the boat. Hundred percent. Even if they greeted yeah. me with like, "We're gonna eat you," they're I'd like, be like, "Awesome!" <laughs> they're on the beach with their like dinner plate. That's how much I don't want to be in a boat in the ocean <laughs> like this. Oh my god! They, I could get off the boat and they could immediately cut me into pieces. I'd be like, "Thank you, thank, just end it, thanks, end it, do it now." Can't even imagine oh my being god. like, "But what if they eat me?" But awesome. W- but what if there are people there? What <laughs> if they're goodness. cannibals? They don't even know if there are people. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, let's keep going. No, they continue on. They leave. No. Uh, facing imminent death by dehydration. They're they're so thirsty at this point. And grab your water if you're at home. <laughs> uh, they're so thirsty that their mouths won't make spit anymore. <clears throat> and their tongue, like, dries up and sticks to their teeth. Oh, so nasty. They would have been losing their ability to regulate their internal body temperature. These are just symptoms of dehydration. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would have been increasingly foggy in the head and unable to make good decisions. Their heart rates at first would have increased and been, like, really erratic yeah. and strong. But then that would have slowed down as their blood becomes sluggish and mm-hmm. harder to pump through the body. Right. Uh, fun fact, you only need to lose about 10% of your body weight in, like, water before you're in danger of seizures and chest and abdominal pain as your mm-hmm. organs start to shut down and eventual unconsciousness and death. Which, you know, I feel this because, like, last year, about a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, after we got back from Greece, like, yeah. I was super dehydrated because of the, like, plane ride, I think, mostly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had to go to the hospital because yeah. I was so dehydrated. <laughs> Because I, like, tried to drink water, and I, I just threw it up, and I was just like, cool. Uh-oh. That's bad. Yeah. And I and I know the symptoms of being dehydrated, so I was like, this isn't good. Mm-hmm. And so then I was like, cool, and I went to the hospital. Right. Uh, and then I had to convince them that it was dehydration <laughs> and not worse. And not worse. Because like, he's like, what if you have a stomach stomach blockage? And I'm like, I don't. It's just I need saline, please. Yeah, can you just— Give me water. I tried to drink water through the, the normal way, and it wouldn't let me. So if you could just put some in my veins. <laughs> through the normal route? Yeah. So, but if you could just put some directly into my body, I think I'm good. Right. And I was fine. So it's, like, not a big deal. Just uh, needed it. I just need to drink more water. I don't know what it was <laughs> about traveling that made me realize that I'm a really thirsty bee. You were dehydrated, or you seem like you are dehydrated the whole time. Like, we the whole time. Yeah. And it's never really gone away, but it was so much worse when we were just, like, outside. Just everywhere we went, you're like, I need water. I, I know. Like, okay. I'm just, like, dying the whole time. I'm just like, can we go to a restaurant? But, I just need, like, a gallon. But clearly I needed water. I had to go to the hospital. Uh, <laughs> so, so desperate. But so I get it, though. I feel this. So um, December 20th, exactly one month after the whale attack. I think December 20th is when I went to the hospital. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> It was really close to flashbacks. Christmas. Flashbacks. <laughs> That's so funny. Anyway, uh, within days or hours of dying of thirst, the boat sight land. They they go to the hospital. Yay! <laughs> they go to the hospital. <laughs> they get sailing and juice like I did. It was uninhabited Henderson Island, a small coral I atoll. Mean, any land at all? Yeah, uh, in the Pitcairn Islands. Although they thought they landed on like a similar island, just like. 
a few hundred miles away. Eh, but like whatever. It's hard to say. If the they ocean. landed on Pitcairn Island itself, which is like 120 miles southeast, they would have received instant help because it was inhabited by the descendants of the People HMS Bounty who had mutinied oh. in 1789. Nice. And they just stayed there. <clears throat> yeah. Fascinating. They just stayed there. I mean, yeah. There was like, this works. And you're like, oh. Well, if we go home, they're going to, like, court-martial us and probably kill us. So. We could just do some island living, my dude. We should just, like, stay here. But, I mean, it's, you know, I've also played Raft, mm-hmm. the game. Yes. And I it's was, like... <laughs> I was watching people play that while I was yeah. writing this up. And uh, Fine Island's the best. But, I don't like in that game that you can't live on the island. I'm so annoyed. One of my pet peeves is when you harvest things in survival games and it doesn't give you a lot of resources. Yeah. And you harvest a whole tree and it gives you like three planks of wood. And you're like, no. Are you kidding me? This is incorrect. I also don't like that you can't like camp on an island for a while. Yeah. You know, like that's like one of the things about Lone Dark, right? Is like you go to a location where there is, uh, uh, you know, houses, buildings. <laughs> yeah. Churches, whatever. And then you can like hang out there for hang a bit. You get the food, you get to hang out, you get to like fix up your stuff, and then you move on. I guess because the, uh, just because Raft point is, is supposed a, to be on the raft. Is, and it's a faster paced game. Like they want you to keep moving. Yeah. But I like more realistic ones where I just hang out on an island. Uh, so I'm like, yeah, island, you got trees probably. You have some fruit maybe. It's, it's kind of Animals. funny because the thing that happens in Raft where you go there, you immediately strip it of everything and you're like, well, I have to go again. Yep. That's what happens in real life too. Mm, stupid. Turns out. Uh, on Henderson Island, they found a small freshwater uh, like creek uh-huh. uh, below the tide line, which is so odd to me. Uh, but weird. within within a week had... In the traditional way of Nantucketers, completely exhausted the island's resources, including all birds, crabs, eggs, and edible vegetation. So once again, you know, around around Christmas, they're like, well, we we already unwrapped our present. Now we're going to starve again if we don't leave. Yeah. I I mean, I get it because... Like, what else are you going to do? And you... You know, you're at a deficit when they mm-hmm. get there. Yeah. They're a deficit for food and water, everything. And there's still, like, 20 of them. And then there's so much stuff there. Mm-hmm. Like, comparatively <laughs> to when they had nothing. Like, as the captain, if you told them not to eat the if stuff. If you told them to ration at that point. They probably would have killed you. Yeah. And eaten um, you. And, like, mutinied at once. Right. But, like, you know, I'm like, you need to... If, if if you know that you're not going to be rationing, like, they need to be spending all of that time figuring out where they're going to go. Mm-hmm. And hope, hopefully they, they were. And if it's within, like, 100-something miles, the other island. Like, I know they think they're a different one. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's the same area. Yeah. That I'm just like, well, cool. You hit an island. You're probably in a chain. Do it. So something when I was... Reading about this, I recognized the name Pitcairn Island, and I yep. wasn't from the bounty. Heard of it. So I, for this month, I almost did the Franklin Expedition, which is another ill-fated boat trip yeah. around the same time. But one of the captains on that voyage, the, the more competent one, had been to Pitcairn Island in 1814, only like five years before the Essex crew were in the area. Uh, it's cursed. Uh, yeah. And it's like... <laughs> yeah. Big ocean, small world, I guess. Or, like, big ocean predictable currents or something. Yeah, or, like, 
But I'm like, they if were. If you go in the Pacific, all roads lead to Big Island. <laughs> like, my captain, the Essex losers, and the HMS Bounty survivors are all within, like, 100 miles of each other. Yeah, some of them. There's, that's within that's like, the Pacific Triangle. Within, like, five years. All all uh, tides lead to Big Island. <laughs> Maybe. I guess. possible. Uh, so, I've, well, and I've heard of it too, not from any of those things. Right? So I don't know why I've heard of it. Right? Like, as what? soon as you said Pitcairn, I was like, ah, I, like I knew what that was, even though I have no idea like why. I know that? Hmm. Why? Hmm. Something in our primal memories. Like, like it, yes, it might be like a, like the only thing I can think of that it would be is like a Magellan thing. Mm. Like maybe just another explorer thing. Yeah, makes sense. Sure. Yeah. The day after Christmas, they decided they would starve if they stayed there. <laughs> they decided, we will starve now. They're like, you know We I've... made it to Christmas, and now we're dead. <laughs> All right, it's Christmas. Carry on, boys. <laughs> we're going to starve. Uh, three three white men, mm-hmm. the only white members of the crew who are not natives of Nantucket, uh, William Wright, Seth Weeks, and Thomas Chapel. Are these the boys that were, like, friends with that other boy? No. Okay. I don't think so. Sure. Uh, they were, um, worried for their survival if they stayed on the boats. Sure. For more than one reason. One of them being that, uh, the Nantucketers seemed to look out for themselves. Ah. Uh, over other people. Yeah. And, uh, this place has water, so. Fair. It might, you know, sustain three people more than 20. So they stay behind on Henderson when the boats leave. Okay. The remaining 17 Essex crew Look to took to the sea again on December 27th. I mean, I get it. And they're aiming for Easter Island. Oh. Uh, kind of off the coast of South America. Mm. That's very far away, With, presumably. Within days, they are out of the crabs and eggs and things that they stockpiled from Henderson. Yeah. Leaving them once right. again. The thing is, like... With crumbs. An island... Even if you eat every like basically everything you can see on the island, there's mm-hmm. some stuff that you didn't see. Yeah, you can fish because you're actually like near yeah land. It is like replenishable, possibly. And you 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 have water. Yeah, like the most important thing you have, and then you should be able to get fish and stuff if you're on like an actual island. Right, like uh, animals do come here. You're right. The crabs will come back. They, yeah, maybe they weren't here today. But <laughs> right. they, you, you ate all the crabs that were here today. And yeah, with three people, that's much more doable. It's doable. So yeah, I think that's, it's smart. It's like, yeah, I think I would have. I would. And I mean, yeah. they're that close to you know, like a few other islands. Like maybe people will come by, mm-hmm. or uh, they can get there somehow, rafted or something. Yeah, it's like it's mm-hmm. possible choices, man. So a little after New Year's, 1821, um, after days of drifting almost randomly. It'll be the 200-year anniversary. <laughs> yeah, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they they knew they had gone too far south to reach Easter We've Island. They've gone too far. They went They're too in Antarctica? far. Yeah. Uh-oh. They're ice now. <laughs> ice now. Try to catch the penguins. <laughs> we... <laughs> It's we're stuck in a glacier. We can't move. <laughs> Titanic. At least we won't. <laughs> but it's just a tiny boat that it's like not even just oh, not even God. a glacier. Just like God. <laughs> barely any snow. Uh, and around yes. a week later, one by one, the men start to die. Well, it's uh, it comes up real quick. Yeah. The first to go was the second mate, Matthew Joy, mm. but he had. 
uh, previous health conditions. He, oh. he already had TB or something what? when they were in Nantucket. Why is he going on a boat when he has TB? He got to make money, man. Stupid. He's not like some little rich boy who can go to Colorado and breathe it out. You got to make money. <laughs> and that doesn't even work. Yeah, right. Like, there's no there's no cure. You might as well make money. Yeah, I guess. Because, like, that's that's what you have to do. You're poor and you're on Nantucket. And if you go out and have several successful trips. I just wouldn't want him on my boat. I'd be like, Stephen already has tuberculosis. Like, <laughs> Steve is sick. <laughs> He's super gross. I don't think he should be here. But I love it because Matthew Joy is played by Killian Murphy in uh, the movie. Yeah. Who has a perfect face for, like, slowly dying of tuberculosis. <laughs> it's true. He has the perfect Facts. face. He has the perfect face for a slow wasting disease and just being beautiful the whole time. I just have to tell you, I so I got fillings the other day. Oh yeah. But my dentist lets you watch movies. Oh cool. So I was watching The Dark Knight. Mm-hmm. The only bad thing was that like they finished so fast that like I didn't get to watch any of the good parts. Oh. Because it was like the the last thing I watched was like he goes to Hong Kong to like the building and oh. then like the stuff turns off. I didn't even get to watch him fight. Oh no. It was like they're about to fight and then he was like, We're done. <laughs> and I was a, like, oh. What a tease. <laughs> but it is a rhyme because Killian Murphy is not being the scarecrow. Yeah, just briefly. Just like I know it's uh, weird because it's like he's barely there in that movie and then he's more in this next movie. But even that, it's like, what? The Batman. Okay. And I'm like, he do he's be great. selling drugs. And I'm like, facts. He do be it, it shows uh, psychedelics. Like power progression, you know? Like, mm-hmm. the boss of the last movie is now just, like, the entry villain that you get rid of. True. Uh, so, yeah, he dies. Uh, Bye. Matthew Joy. He, his body's failing, and he knows it, and he's like, can I just rest on the captain's boat until I die? Aww. And they let him, and then he dies on January 10th. Well, and they bury him at sea. They kind of sew him up and just toss him over. Yeah. The new leader of that boat is Obed Hendricks. Mm. Um, and when he gets uh, in control of the boat, he discovers that Joy hadn't been properly rationing the food. Oh. So supplies are basically gone on that boat. Great. Uh, forcing Captain Pollard <laughs> to yell into the ocean, you asshole. <laughs> oh, heck you. <laughs> How dare oh. you. Oh, you. He cursed us with his dying <laughs> breath. With your dying breath. Your nasty, rank TB breath. <sighs> so Can't Cap- trust a man with tuberculosis. You can't That's trust him. what I always say. You can't trust him. <laughs> That's why you got to get vaccines. You just, they turn bad. Right. So Pollard, Captain Pollard has to split their rations with the third boat. Um, and then things get worse. They're down to an ounce and a half of food a day. What? Yeah. That's not food. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's not food. It's like, it's like when uh, 70s moms eat like half a grapefruit and Mm -hmm. like a spoonful of cottage cheese. Yeah. And that's like, I'm dieting. And you're like, this isn't food. (laughs) That's not. What? Are you trying to get rid of scurvy? This is what not are you sustainable. Doing? Or when people like drink, they're just like, I'm just going to drink lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and water. And you're like, that's not food. Not for long. That's a cleanse, maybe? <laughs> that's not a diet. Cleanses aren't good, though. Don't that's, do that. Don't do not do that unless you're like, like your doctor, your tells, doctor you. tells you to do it or you're you know, ready for a test or something. Yeah. On, on January 11th, the day after Joy dies, uh, first mate Chase's boat. Uh, he also has the cabin boy, played by Tom Holland, mm-hmm. on his boat. With they. Uh, they become separated from the group. 
and they can't find him again. Oh, that's not good because yeah. those are the ones that live. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> bye. <laughs> Uh, but they have navigation equipment, at least. Yeah. But they can't, like, find each other. Uh, no, I'm saying that's bad for the other that's, boat. It doesn't bode well for the other uh, boats. <laughs> because both of our accounts are this boat, so that's <laughs> uh, So a uh, clue. January 18th, still separated from the other two boats, the only black sailor on Chase's crew, Richard Peterson, um, he pushes away his, like, ounce and a half of food and refuses it, and he kind of sits down between the seats, uh, just completely broken, mm. and he makes Owen Chase promise uh, to, like, try to reach his wife if they get back and, like, yeah. tell him what happened, and he dies the following day. He is yeah. uh, also sewn into his clothes and buried at sea. Uh, Caitlin from Ask a Mortician adds... At this point in her video, according to the white guys who survived just saying, which is fair. Yeah. Well, and, like, I'm sure she probably talks about this, but, you know, like, when you get to that point of where you're dying, too, like, it makes sense to me that he'd refuse food because your body starts shutting down. Yeah. And, like— You don't don't need it anymore. Yeah. Like, like before my uncle died, he wasn't eating for, mm-hmm. like, multiple days. Yeah. And then, yeah, we, to, you know, talked to, like, the lady in hospice bed, and she's like, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, well, yeah, I presume it's not good. Yeah. But, yeah, your body's like, good. oh, we're gonna, like, uh, we don't need this where we're going. We're gonna aim all of our life-saving things at the two things you need to live, your lungs and your heart, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everything else can turn off. Yeah. Even though you also need those things, uh, not immediately yeah. like these other ones. Right. Like, you know, your brain, your, brain, your yeah. kidneys. But, like, even the brain will go some, you know, hopefully, if the body's doing yeah. what it should. Right. Uh, but Caitlin also brings up it's... Um, not a surprise that the first two people to die are one with prior health problems. Of course. And also a black man. Yeah. Who is getting, you know, worse rations, even before the wreck. Has of course. doing the hardest work. Yeah. Probably has uh, lower fat deposits on his body already. Probably. Uh, so he has less to draw upon in a survival situation. Yeah, he's probably one of the, he's probably a bigger guy. Uh, she also mentions, and I love this, uh, really kind of puts what's about to happen in perspective. The writing of Daniel James Brown, author of The Indifferent Stars Above, and he has this quote, Mm -hmm. uh, When killing to survive, it's easiest to kill whatever and whoever you are least attached to. Cattle before horses, dogs before people, strangers before acquaintances, acquaintances before friends, and friends before family. Yeah. So who are all of these white guys from the same town going to do to, like, the few black guys who are, like, from out of islanders. Town. Yeah. Which is smart of those three guys that weren't from Nantucket who just said, I'm going to stay on this weird island. <laughs> and, like, the Bye. first guy who got off in, like, Ecuador, he's like, I'm done. This seems bad. You're kind of clickish. Which is amazing because mm. he got off before, like, almost anything bad <laughs> happened. any of Comparatively. It. Right. The situation had continued to decline. Yeah. Uh, so around the same time, back with the two boats still together. This is where we're getting to nastiness? Um, 
Should yeah. We, should we wee woo, wee woo? Yeah, it's about, look, it's like already been nasty. It's about to get extra this nasty. Is, but this is going to be the bad. So, like, and if it's you gonna, don't want to hear about it, no. <laughs> like, here's the part where you're like, all right, it's going to get bad. Thanks for the episode. Turn, if your kids are listening, turn it off. Um, Unless, you know, <laughs> yeah. obviously your judgment, but yeah. if they're like under 10, maybe just feeling, like, no. So another black man on Hendrick's boat, Lawson Thomas, died as well. Okay. Unlike the man in Chase's boat, at least according to Chase and the people who survived, poor poor Lawson Thomas uh, is not buried at sea. Yeah. Uh, Captain Pollard and Obed Hendricks decide with rations. Once again, completely depleted and very low, they would have to eat the corpse. Yeah. And like... Are they just eating it straight up? Uh, they They can kind of cook stuff. Okay. And, like, they'll hang up strips to dry. Sure. But I have a full Birds. passage of, like, what exactly they do a little bit later. Yeah. Because uh, no one writes about what they did, really, on this boat. Right. But Owen Chase does. Gotcha. Later. And it's, like, not good. Yeah. I don't know if they're doing the same thing on this boat, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's their first body, so they probably don't eat the whole thing. You know, they just take, like, big slaps of meat and then yeah. get rid of the rest. It might be oversimplifying it a bit, to put it this way, but nonetheless, uh, it does appear to be true. They they done when ate the black guy first. Yeah. Which is like, oh, God, really? Come on. No. Right. Especially because no. other people had already died. It's like he's not the first guy to die because right. then I'd be like, well, he's the first one. But the first one was a white officer. We can't eat him. And and we apparently didn't eat the other one, maybe. Um, we didn't eat anybody on my boat. Lol, it was all those weirdos right. over there. Uh, you know, Black Lives Matter and over here, pre-Victorian Nantucket whalers are like, let's eat the black guy. Yeah. Uh, great. Okay. Cool. But hysterical history, I'm reading in our emails, <laughs> they didn't do it because he was black. <laughs> uh, yeah, but he was the first option because of systemic racism. Facts. Uh, and just, oh, God. Yeah, like. like somewhat I- ironically, um, so spoilers, the first, like, Four guys to die after Matthew are all the black guys. Yeah. And they eat, like, most of them. Right. Well, and, and like you said, you know, like, part of it is that they were getting less food, mm-hmm. part, so they're dying easier. And then, yeah, their lack of body fat because they're useful, quote unquote, because they are strong. Right. You know, like, black people are always, uh, you know— one of the big reasons for slavery, too, is not just because, you know, they're black, so they're, like, different, but also black people are, like, naturally more athletic. Right. Uh, genetically than white people. So they're like, well, good, workhorses. Right. Which is why they got hired to be on this boat for at all. Mm-hmm. Because they're like, oh, they can lift heavy stuff. They're, you know, strong, strong black men. Mm-hmm. And why they um, usually don't live as long. I just want to say, though, if you think we're being too sensitive, I want to—this is spoilers a little bit— but uh, Nantucket itself, when they got back and the sailors told their stories, yeah, uh, they were also incredibly uncomfortable with really? their r- race relations wow. around this incident. Because people in Nantucket are, like, abolitionist Quakers. Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, like, 
when Frederick Douglass is freed, the first time he speaks to white people is in Nantucket. Gotcha. Like, they're very pro-black. Yeah. At least they like to think. Comparatively. Comparatively, you know. Incredibly pro-black. Comparatively very pro-black. But uh, they hear about this, and they're so embarrassed that all the black men were devoured first, Mm -hmm. uh, that the island leaders put a lot of sweat and work into... Uh, putting a nicer spin on race relations in Nantucket, uh, make it a bit less racy. Yeah. Um, Like, don't even think about us as the island that eats black people first. (laughs) Don't even listen. Uh, We're putting more black people into the workforce. Okay. So so much more. We had, like, an almost all-black crew, and they brought back so much whale stuff. I like to the point where the Nantucket Inquirer called it the greatest voyage ever made. Hmm. Um, we should talk about that boat. <laughs> that sounds great. Uh, which is, it's like great, but also white guilt. Yeah. Oh, white yeah. White guilt. White <laughs> guilt. But, you know, if it gets good results, then <laughs> yeah. sure. It's like, so it's Thanks. not, it's not just um, us. Yeah. It's not just us. Right. I don't think anybody's probably going to be like, ah, oh, you're assuming things. <laughs> when, like, like when the first one goes and sure. you're like, okay. But then like the next three. And the, pro- the problem for me is they didn't eat that white guy. They didn't eat. That's the problem. He had TB. He was gross. It does not in your <laughs> muscles. That's not in your meat. And that was a full eight days uh, before like the next person died. So in that time, they're like, you know, now we're hungry You know enough. what? Now I think we could eat You know, people. eight days was enough. We should have was. We wanted to give him a response. Respectable death on the boat he wanted to be on and bury him at sea, but now I'm hungry. So, so here's a nightmarish thing: is that uh, I forget if we've talked about this in one of my cannibalism rants. <laughs> but by the time you're desperate enough to start eating your fellow man, yeah, uh, that body probably doesn't have enough nutritional value to actually sustain you very well. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a whole lot of meat on these bodies, right? Like they maybe get. 40 pounds of meat per person. Yeah. Uh, and they don't have a way of refrigerating. People aren't so the best prey. A lot of it, you know, goes bad. Yeah. But on the other hand, it's it's very lean meat. Mm-hmm. It's very, like, low in fats and other yeah. nutrients. Especially because they've been starving. And, like, So yeah. all the fat's gone. You're eating an already starved body. It's basically pure protein. good. Uh, which when is, you roll up on a body in the long dark, you find a dead deer, and you're like, yes. And then you put and it's like 0.2 kilograms of meat, and you're yeah. like, come on. That's uh, like a snack. I, I haven't looked up, uh, like, on the research on this. Like, you know, whatever some medical student or whatever has done his dissertation on. Yeah. But I have a pet theory, I suspect, that... Um, this kind of desperation-driven cannibalism in humans is the source of, like, Wendigo myths. Sure, yeah. Uh, because it it overlaps a lot with um, what's called, like, rabbit starvation or protein poisoning, mm-hmm. which is a real thing. There's a nutrition myth, I should say, that um, if you eat too much rabbit, it is poisonous. Sure. Which isn't true, uh, but if... 
all you're eating is lean meat, mm-hmm. any kind of protein, then you can start having bad symptoms to it because you need yeah. other nutrients like other fats and right. like trace minerals. So you can't just eat lean meat. Yeah, there's no way you're getting all the vitamins you need to live um from just eating starving people in the ocean. <laughs> right. Because the fats are important. You shouldn't limit yourself. Anytime you're in wilderness living on wild game, uh, you, like your body right. won't absorb the, the nutrients of lean protein if you don't mm-hmm. also have fat. Well, and you think about like, you know, in our in our diets right now, like how much salt we put on things, mm-hmm. which is necessary, even though, you know, they're really thirsty. They also still need like that good salt um, nutritionally, right, and like, uh, like your brain needs potassium or it can't function. Right. And it's like you're not probably getting a lot of potassium from these people's, uh, you know, discarded corpses. Like I remember, I started uh, like one time when I was eating just like almost all unprocessed foods. I was staying like with some uh, kind of grow green, go green, I guess, uh, relatives. Yeah, uh, and I was like so sick. At first, I'm like, oh, it's because I'm not I'm not adding salt to everything. Yep. Because uh, I'm used to everything just having salt. Yeah. And suddenly I'm like salt deficient. Right. Yeah. When I'm when I'm dieting, usually, yeah, I have to like pound salt into everything because you're when you don't eat processed foods, you're not getting it. And it's weird because you know always things are like too salty, right? Things are mm-hmm. advertised like low salt, right? Because processed foods have a lot of salt. But when you don't eat processed foods, then you're like, oh, God, I oh. need salt. <laughs> you suddenly realize, like, oh, I, I get it. I see why you would pay Roman soldiers in salt. This is really, really <laughs> important. really useful. I really need this. And delicious. Yeah, salt isn't these boys' problems. They're probably, yeah. uh, like, over-salt. Mm-hmm. They're over-salted extremely. Right. But the, the thing with, like, the Wendigo myth and uh, starvation cannibalism is that the body you're eating isn't going to make you feel full. Yeah. So ravenous. Each of these men could have eaten like 10 times as much meat as they did and they would have still been starving. Uh cuz it's very Dante's Inferno-esque like you could see how over centuries this could become, you know, like a Wendigo cannibalism right, myth. Totally. Uh, and just the point being, they ate seven people in total over the course of this, and they could have had ten times that and Which, been ravenously hungry every bite. Right. And seven people, they had 17, right? Because they dropped those three guys off. Mm-hmm. So they have ten. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. um, but they didn't eat that one guy. They didn't eat that one guy. They probably aren't eating. They probably didn't eat, like, the captain. If he dies. And, yeah. Mm. Uh, there's, hmm, there's some missing numbers. Oh, I was going to say, though. Yeah, because the main things that you, like, need, right, are, like, you need protein and you need fat. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, uh, I have really dry skin. Yeah. And I need, like, hydration thingies, but I also have to put oil on my skin. Mm-hmm. Like, I've been doing a skincare thing. If I don't have the oil, my face still isn't going to be as hydrated as it needs to be because I need both things. You know what the most ironic thing about... Maybe this entire story is mm. they're out on the ocean starving from lack of like fat starvation is another word for it. Yeah. You know what they could really use? A whale blubber. Is some freaking whale oil. Yeah, dude. Oh, that's some <laughs> that's some ironic death there. It's like an oil bear. And, and it's all that it's all because a whale attack them. <laughs> it's so bad. Oh, you hecked up real good. 
your your if fans. this isn't just a really good uh, like metaphor for the whaling industry in general, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what it is. So January twenty third, a few days later, another black sailor, Charles Shorter, uh, is died in Eaton. Four days later, Isaiah Shepard, also black, dies on Hendrix's boat. <sighs> The third black man to be eaten in seven days. Oh, my God. Yikes. Uh, day after that, uh, another black man, Samuel Reed, was died. He died and was eaten. They're just like, so now they're out of black guys. And yeah. The white, <laughs> white people on the boats are like, oh, now it's getting real. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> we ran out of black people. Right. I am so sorry. It's like... Like, yeah, you're like, maybe it's not mm. racist for the first guy, but this is a, a pattern, my dudes. I mean... It's like a pattern. Yeah. And it's not like you can decide who goes first unless you do. True. I don't think any of you are going to admit to murder. Well, uh, you can make, we'll, we'll get through all of it. And but once you, again, you that freaking tuberculosis man died first. He died first. So. Uh, at this point, William Bond, a whaler, is the only black man left uneaten. Yeah. Uh, and like, <laughs> I'd be like, see ya. Just drown myself. <laughs> I'm just going to swim the rest of the go. way. <laughs> no, thank you. I got to go. Oh. It's It's been And how swell. terrible for him because I'm sure he's been eating the other black guys too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, January 29th, Hendrix's boat had uh, disappeared. Mm-hmm. So now all three boats are separated from each other, and Hendrix's boat, remember, doesn't have any navigational equipment. Right. So they are really... You effed. They're really gone. Uh, it, yeah, they're, there's no way to find any of them. And it's like, why do they still have three boats? They've lost so many people. Consolidate on the two boats that have stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Stupid. So now it's just Captain Pollard, his young cousin Owen Coffin, which yikes, uh, and then two sailors, Barzillai Ray and Charles Ramsdell. Ramsdell's a a kind of younger boy. He was a childhood friend of Owen Coffin. Mm. Uh, And also what's left of Samuel Reed's body floating alone in the empty ocean. Sad. And that means, you know what time it is. Time for things to get worse. Yay. (laughs) Oh, you thought we were done getting worse? It's going to get worse. You know, I know there's a movie of this Mm -hmm. um, that we need to watch. Yeah. But also, I don't know how that goes. (laughs) I can guess. Uh, I just don't, I mean, I don't know how many, like, details they're actually using from this specifically. Mm -hmm. If they're like, we ate all the black people first. I don't know if they did that. I'm I'm so fascinated to see if they do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I'm like, I would really like, um, you know, like a, like a, I don't know what the right term is. Like a rewritten history, mm-hmm. like Jordan Peele version of this. Yes. How interesting. <laughs> like only, only be, the black guys live. That would be a fun time. Imagine. If you're listening, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> it's ripe for My best friend, Jordan Peele. Ripe for you. So Just many saying. metaphors for like our society. Mm-hmm. We live in a society yep. and the society is a boat on the ocean. <laughs> it is. So February 6th, maybe a week after seeing Hendrix's boat for the last time, Pollard and his men are again without any food. Um, and no one's dying quick enough Yeah, is the thing. I get this, though, man. In the long, dark, you travel. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, well, I'm out of food now. And you're like, that yeah. sucks. Well. Especially because, like, my game, I played for 500 days. So you eat all the food on the map. 
Mm-hmm. And then it's only light hunting. Yeah. You have no canned food left at all. Mm-hmm. So you're just like, well, well <laughs> I guess I have to kill something or die. Guess we, guess it's down to me or you. I've eaten so many cattail stunks. <laughs> yes. I've drank so much coffee that gives you a little bit of food. Mm, yeah. And like, thank goodness. Like the illusion of food. Yeah. Full enough. Full enough. When you drink a soda and you're like, that's like food. And it's like, it isn't. But it sort of makes you feel like you ate food. Yeah. It has like caloric value. Yeah. I suppose. Not like a long-term solution, but, you know, it's something. Dark sodas are savory tasting enough. <laughs> and you're like, this is like food. <laughs> it's basically food. <laughs> it, it gives my brain sugar, so the brain thinks it it's alive. It makes thinks it's food. <laughs> so um, in desperation, Charles Ramsdell makes a suggestion. He's like, we should, to murder. we should draw lots. Ooh, okay. Um, Is he, what? what's his position on the totem pole? Uh, I mean, technically, I think it's the captain and then everyone else. Okay. But realistically, it's like the captain, the captain's relative, and everyone right. else. Right. Um, but this makes it more even, you know. It's Wait, not, so who suggested this? Uh, Ram still. So he's not related. He's not related. Oh, right. This is this is a yeah. strategy. This is like you don't want to be the person to like call out someone else and be like, we should eat that guy. Yes, but he knows that he's not high up enough to be like secure. Yeah. So he's like, what if we? This is the best chance he has. Go with random chance. Why don't we go with random? Because it could be him. He could draw. It could, yeah. He but could at draw least the then spot. he's got a better chance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to draw lots, and one of them, you know, has the black spot on it. Yes. That's where that saying comes from. Um, and they're, they'll draw again to decide who shoots them. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you draw your, you, you get what the, it? the person who's going to be eaten, <laughs> draw them to shoot them. <laughs> Yeah, uh, they forget to take the name out. They're like, we picked you, and you have to shoot you? <laughs> Woof. I mean. We're all just going to turn around. <laughs> okay, well, we'll, we'll turn around. murder you. someone. I know. Like, what Smart. if? <laughs> what if? <laughs> Terrible. Wow. Um, it's that game you're always playing. Also, like, they have guns. Each officer had a pistol or a rifle. I know. Like. Yeah. You just need to get to a land where you could shoot something that is normally is an animal and not a person. Yeah, it would have been great if we had gone to Tahiti. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> or anywhere where there's land. Anywhere. Stupid. So Ramsdell brings us up and Captain Pollard is like, absolutely not. We're not going to draw dude, lots to decide who we murder. Every single time this dude has had to make a decision, he has broken to peer pressure. So I'm going to bet he says, we can't do that. And then everybody else says, we have to. And then he says, oh, okay. Yep. That's exactly it. what happens. I have, him, I have him pinned down. I know you, your MO. You are a little baby who every time someone makes a suggestion, you just listen no matter what. It's true. That's the opposite of what a captain's supposed to do. <laughs> That's not your job. Your it's job is literally the opposite. To make the choices. You're supposed to make decisions, even if everyone complains. But no, he, um, and this is so poetic, he he does the uncaptain thing, he leaves it to chance, and you know who draws the spot? He does. No. Oh, his his baby boy. His uh, 17-year-old cousin, Owen Coffin, draws this spot. 
I mean, good on the guy who suggested it because that kid was going to go last. <laughs> right. So now, woo! But it's also his friend, his boyhood friend. I mean, that sucks, but like, you oh, know. Oh, it sucks. Like, it's always going to suck. I think all three of them were like, I hope it's that Ray guy. Yeah. Who none of us really know. Uh, but it wasn't. It's Owen nope. Coffin. It's a little baby boy. Well. And Pollard allegedly was so upset like immediately he start he's almost begging with uh Owen Coffin. He's like, My lad, if you if you don't like your lot, I'll shoot the first man who touches you. Oh wow. Like I will I'll protect okay, you. Okay, but the real the real thing, Captain, is you kill yourself. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Is you say kill or say kill me instead? I wonder. Not like I'll kill someone if they try to kill you. That's a half measure, my dude. I wonder if killing yourself counts as abandoning shit before it goes down. I don't know, but like, let them kill you. There, there's a, a measure of cowardice no matter what. Yeah. He maybe even offered to take the boy's place. Like, he's like, no. Yeah, that's the real sacrifice. Uh, But Coffin says back, no, I like my lot as well as any other, which at that point. Sure. Like I said, if they were 100% going to eat me on that island, I would have said, okay. Yeah. Do it. So, like. (laughs) Do it. Kill me. And that was was weeks ago. If at this point they were like, (laughs) we just start shooting people, I'd be like, ooh, ooh. (laughs) Me. Me first. That's me. Shoot me. I volunteers tribute. I don't want to drown. That sucks. I don't want to die of exposure. It's taking too long. Yeah. But if we're going to start shooting people, me quick, first. Nice quick death. Yeah. And so is his. I going to help you guys out? Eat me? I've told you this. Yeah. I said, <laughs> You've told me this. I said if we're in a survival situation <laughs> and you got to eat somebody, like, eat me. I'll die. Yeah. Women tend to do better in survival situations just because they all have a higher percentage of body fat. Fat content, yeah. That's why um, the only, like, survivors of the daughter party were women. Mm-hmm. It isn't just because— It's going to be the first time my boobs actually, like, help my life instead <laughs> yeah. of hurt me. Basically a camel. All they do is, like, cause me back pain mm-hmm. and frustration, but, but when I need to survive, they're going to save my life. <laughs> Coming in with the clutch. I'm just going to— Boobies. Suck out all the nutrients. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> this is going to be like or rated R your life. every way. <laughs> or your life, because I'm telling you to kill me. Yes. Uh, so they, I'm a little baby. They have to draw lots again to decide who shoots him. Uh, and the person who draws this time is Charles Ramsdell, his childhood friend, the uh-huh. guy who suggested they do this. I mean, that's fair. Seems You're fair. You're the one who said we should do it. Seems fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it. I, he doesn't want to do it at first. He's like, oh, God, no. not. Uh, I didn't really think this through. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't think through what it was going to feel like. Yeah, of the, course. What were the odds that I was going to have to shoot you? And it was going to be you. Like, Probably not great odds, but also not bad. There's not a lot of you. But he <laughs> eventually gathers himself and um, to do it, and Coffin makes... Uh, his cousin, Captain Pollard, like, promised to deliver a message back to his mom. Mm. The mom who Pollard had sworn uh, he was <laughs> going to protect the baby boy of. Never swear that when you're at uh, the sea. The sea will take them all. You can't promise anything. Uh, with that, Remstall shot and killed him. And yeah. the others ate his body. Gross. Uh, so, hey, remember first mate Chase off in the other boat? Yeah, I don't like him. Well, turns out during all this, they're 
out there bobbing around having an also bad time. <laughs> no, they're great. <laughs> they're having a fun time. They they it's great. Their boat it's bumped great. into a dead boat that is brimming with food. <laughs> yes. Perfectly preserved. They, and it's wonderful. They land in Tahiti, it, and they, they're still vacationing there today. It'd be so funny, though, if, like, like in the ironic way mm-hmm. of, like, th- these two boats get separated, and, uh-huh. like, if one of them, like, hit a, like, primo island, just, like, right. so much food, mm-hmm. and then the other people are, like, shooting each other. Right. You'd be like, wow. Wow, I, I'm in the wrong I'm boat. I'm glad I'm in this boat. Man. <laughs> I picked the wrong boat Sounds to like go your on. Boat sucks. Oh, you! Oh, you had to shoot people. That's too bad. Uh, we have like coconut, yeah. like pina coladas, Rucho and like we're eating pineapple, yeah. fresh pineapple yeah, with turtle meats. Delicious. They are mile, like hundreds of miles away, probably. Uh, February eighth, one of the sailors stands up and just starts screaming. And ranting and (laughs) like same. I'm like, that would have been me. He gets up and he's like, I want water and I want you to bring me food and I don't want to be here. Me during the pandemic, just open your window to (laughs) screaming. Oh, God. He's like, he finally starts, this is less funny, just starts convulsing and just like can't do anything but moan and just like kind of weep quietly to himself and, um, Everyone else in the boat kind of drapes him with a cloth yeah, and lets him like, die. Aww. In in his memoir of the trip. <laughs> the trip. The trip. His vacation. <laughs> the road trip on the ocean. <laughs> the sea trip. Uh, Owen Chase wrote, uh, quote, Their hunger became violent and outrageous, and we prepared for a speedy release from our troubles. Our speech and reason were both considerably impaired, and we were reduced to be at this time certainly the most helpless and wretched of the whole human race. Absolutely not. Um, I like that violent hunger, which seems extremely true. I said absolutely not like... Yeah. Uh, like I said, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little baby, so I can't do none of this. So unlike on the other boats, uh, at least according to the people who are in the boat who lived, mm-hmm. this was the first time they had really had to face the idea of eating someone. Yeah. And Unless little, they ate that other guy. Little surprise, they did. This is where things get pretty sketch. Sketch as far as like this creepy gross, or sketch he, as far as like in his with these lying, uh, just spooky. This is the sp- oh, okay. This is the money shot. Wee woo wee woo. He writes it out, and you just know this is like why people bought his memoir because for this description. Damn. Uh, and I know if I was listening to a podcast and I told you this description existed, of like what they did. Uh, I'd be mad and be like, you're making me look this up myself? Mm-hmm. How dare you? So here's the money shot. Uh, and it's kind of fascinating because I had a very specific idea of, like, what um, eating a body at sea would entail. Sure. And it is actually very different. Uh, if you're squeamish or a child, don't listen anymore. Don't, don't listen. Okay, so he says... We separated his limbs from his body and cut all the flesh from the bones, after which we opened the body, took out the heart, and then closed it again, sewed it up as decently as we could, and committed it to the sea. We now first commenced to satisfy the immediate cravings of nature with the heart, which we eagerly devoured, and then ate sparingly of a few pieces of flesh, after which we hung up the remainder, cutting thin strips about the boat to dry in the sun. 
We made a fire and roasted some of it to serve us during the next day. In this manner, we did dispose of our fellow sufferer. The painful recollection of which brings to mind at this moment some of the most disagreeable and revolting ideas that is capable of receiving or conceiving. We knew not then to whose lot it would fall next, either to die or be shot and eaten like the poor wretch we had just dispatched. Humanity must shudder at the dreadful recital. Ugh. Like, really? The heart? Fascinating. And then you sewed him back up? It's weird. Also, like, the other reason I want to be eaten (laughs) in this situation, I don't know how you, like, eat people at sea, and then you just go home and have a normal life, and it's fine. I don't think you do. Exactly. I, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you don't. That's why I want to be eaten. (laughs) You don't want to have to do this part. No. Or the next parts. Uh, I don't want to have to go, first, I I don't want to have to eat anyone, number one. mm -hmm. Number two, and then I don't want to go back and then have to explain that I ate people mm -hmm. at all. And then yeah. three, like, then you just have to pretend like that didn't, because I don't know how you deal with that, especially in the 1800s where they don't, they're like, there's not, like, good medication for there things. There aren't support groups. No. You there's, can't, you can't <laughs> find the forums. You don't just go to therapy, <laughs> yeah. you know, like, and it's like you can't talk about it with people because everybody's going to be, like, creeped out and, like, that's terrible. Right. And you're like, I agree. And so, yeah, I'm like, it's just, I, I'd rather be eaten. <laughs> It just seems you, better. You have an option. Like, you can avoid all that and just die. And I'm just not, like, I don't know. Like, them sewing it back up and, like, mm-hmm. putting him out. And that they don't eat any of his flesh, like, on his torso yeah. is interesting Or, like, to me. His, none of his organs right. or anything. But I think that's, like, a desecration thing is what I'm assuming. Right. Well, that makes the heart it's, weird it's still. Like, it's so interesting, like, what parts are still so human. Yeah. But then, like... Why'd you take the heart the out? The heart is weird. That's, like, a lot. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, that's strange. But it's, like, there's still definitely, like, some amount of reverence for, like, this is a person. Yeah. Um. Whereas, like, I don't feel that way about my own personal body. Because I, mm-hmm. I know a lot of people, like, don't want to be cremated because they think that's, like, desecrating a corpse. Right. Um. Which is fine for them. But I'm, like, I just I don't think it matters. Once you're dead, it's, mm-hmm. like, eh. Like, I don't think I'd feel that squeamish about, unless it was someone I was, like, related to. Like, someone I really loved who I was related to or, mm-hmm. like, a romantic partner or something. And then I'd be like, this is going to be extremely difficult. Yeah. Uh, and I'm saying for, like, me, like, the, I wouldn't want to do that to anybody. Yeah. But, like, I would not mind that being done to me. Sure. If you ate sense. all my body, I'd be like, you got to live. Go ahead. I mean, once you're dead, like, yeah, do what you want. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it's gross, like, when it's, like, somebody gets murdered and, like, somebody just, like, grossly, like, messes with their corpse. You're, like, you're disgusting and horrible. Right. But I don't think it's so much, like, the body being in that shape for me necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's, like, that you just did that for fun. It's, like, really disgusting. Right. There's, like, a breach of consent and, like, autonomy. And, like, you you didn't I'm I'm giving my consent. Yeah. (laughs) I've given it. Like, listen, at some point, someone's going to have to eat or we're all going to die. Yeah, and I'm, like... Go ahead. Makes sense. <laughs> so I I have links to his account if you end up cutting that. Ah, that's fine. Um, which uh, his, Owen's account is out of copyright, obviously, so you can just read it online. I can mm-hmm. uh, give links. I'm not sure if Thomas Nickerson's is. 
because it was written in like the 1800s, but it wasn't like published right until way later until the 80s. I'm not so probably. Not. I haven't actually looked it up. I'll have to check. Depends. So all the meat from that body is gone by the 16th. Like it only lasts, you know, yeah, a few days. Because yeah. part of the problem is again, there's no refrigeration. They kind of have to eat quickly. Yeah. Uh, the stuff they try to dry in the sun goes green like the day after. Ugh. Uh, so they have to, like, cook stuff and eat it, like, pretty quick. That's fair. I mean, when you do, like, jerky and stuff, mm-hmm. like, usually you don't just leave it out in the sun and be like, cook. Meat. <laughs> it's like, that doesn't... Cook. You, it needs salt. You, you don't have... Like, right. I guess you could put salt water on it, but, like, that's water. That's not going to help it and, like, dehydrate. I, I guess they could have smoked it, but, like, how much wood do you have on your wood boat? Yeah. You know? It, it doesn't make sense. At some point, you're, like, taking pieces of your escape pod to, like, feed yourself. Right. Uh, so no. it's gone by the 16th. On the 17th, uh, before daylight, Thomas Nickerson basically lays down, um, covers his face, and tells them that he's like, he's done. Baby he, boy. He does He does an Alexis. He's like, I'm done. <laughs> yeah. I want to die. Bye. Um, I, don't, I don't care what happens after this. And Owen Chase sees this and, uh, like, he feels, like, kind of you know, protective of this boy. Sure. It's very terrible. And he tries to tell him to, like, not give up and, like, yeah, you got to trust in, like, the creator and, like, there's always hope. We we might still see a ship and persuade him to just keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's... Um, it is important in those kind of situations that it's, like, your, your mental state is heavily tied to your physical state in general. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you're... In it, like when you have a lot of stress, like your body, like your body shuts down even worse. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, it's a good idea, even if as a person who would give up, I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm like <laughs> you got a hole. It I'm makes like, no. it makes me like Owen Chase a little bit more because yeah. in his writing, he does talk about how internally he's he fluctuates between like, okay, just got to keep going, and like, I don't know why I'm doing this anymore. I can't even imagine. Doing this again tomorrow, much less for another week right. or another month. Like, how long can I even do this? But to the men, he is always, like, supportive and, like, trying to yeah. bolster He's them. keeping the morale up. Which which I appreciate. Despite all the other bad decisions and, like, whatever you might yeah. have done, you are at least appear you appear to be good to your men and it's just, and especially to, like, somebody so young mm-hmm. um, yeah. because, you know, like, as— as much as, uh, you know, all human life is, like, pretty equally important, it mm-hmm. does feel worse when, like, young people die. Right. Because you're just, like, there was so much more time you should have had in your life that you didn't. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, there's there's definitely, like, an economical, like, deficit when we think about people dying. Yeah. Of, like, if someone dies when they're 80, you're like, oh, well, that's a lot. Well, it was your time. And when someone dies when they're, like, 40, you're like, oh, well, that's, like, half. Mm-hmm. But when someone dies when they're, like, he's, like, 18 or 19 right. or something. And you, like, people around him feel... That's responsibility awful. like we should have stopped that yeah and and like n- not on this boat but on the other boat like that's part of why they're having trouble with that young kid yeah. right like they feel re- it's like he's related to him but also like you know his friend is having to kill him and it's like yeah and he's, he's and like, they're both very young they're still very young that it's like this is upsetting and why they shouldn't be on a boat. Reminder. Boats are for old people who have no lives. Not that he's young, but the captain himself is like 29. Yeah. I mean, at this at this time, yeah. like, they're not going to be 80, so like. <laughs> not on this and trip. definitely not sailors. They're not gonna, on this trip. No Dear one's Lord. lived. Actually, well, I think of the people who live, most of them live into like their 70s. 
Oh, or 80s. Uh, not Seven. well. Yeah. Um, we'll get into that. <laughs> uh, but Nickerson. Now, how, many, how many drugs do you do after this? Like, let's be honest. Like. All of them. As many as you can afford. Yeah. Uh, so Nickerson is, he's still defeated. He doesn't really take the, the bait. Um, and everyone in the boat, this goes for all of them, I'm sure. Everyone is so weak, they can't even control the sails anymore. Yeah. They can't paddle. They can't, they have no control over where the boat is even going. I mean, it's like, <laughs> even, you know, in a non-starving state, like when I'm really hungry, it's hard for me to think about anything. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just like, I, my, because your brain is like, no, you have to just eat. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. And I'm like, ah, I can wait. I want to do some stuff. And mm-hmm. then it's like, no. No. All I can think of is I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm getting pretty hungry right now. <laughs> like, and uh, sometimes uh, my executive dysfunction, like, I'll be thirsty, but the water's downstairs. Mm-hmm. I'll be like, yep. I don't want to get up, though. That's so much effort to go all the way it's downstairs. so much effort to just go get water. I'm so thirsty right now. I'm like, the first thing I'm going to do is go get some yeah. nice, cool, fresh Same, water. I'm going to go downstairs and get food. Oh, my gosh. So... Owen Chase uh, writes about how he's, like, sad that he can't get uh, Nickerson to kind of come out of his his state. Mm-hmm. But it also really scares him personally because he's right. seeing his own future. Yeah. And what's going to happen to him. And he's gripped um, just, like, by this fear. And it just never goes away, I don't think. And I think that's normal that, like, when you are suffering with someone, a mm-hmm. thing that, like— you see them give up, and that's, like, worse to you than you giving up. Right, like... Because you're like, no, no, I need, like, I'm barely holding on here, and if someone else quits, like, I'm going to quit. Mm-hmm. But it, it feeds the, like, no, we have to keep trying. Right. Feel. So much harder. Uh, but then, 7 in the morning, the next day, uh, they spot sails oh. on the horizon. Mm-hmm. They could barely get to their feet to even look at it. <laughs> Terrible. But Nickerson, like, gets up. Like a flag or something? Flares. Um, they, they put all of their remaining strength into just, like, trying to cut the ship off. They're kind of going mm-hmm. in the same direction. And to their surprise, they're faster. Oh, uh, sure. Because they're, they're this, little. They're very little. Uh, and they make it. It's a British ship out of London, the Indian. Nah. Nantucket's once again getting bailed out. My man, yeah, it's mm. just disc. Um, they catch up. The captain uh, of the Indian, William Crozier, commented that s- the survivors were the most deplorable and affecting picture of suffering and misery. Wow. Also, I went into a tizzy because I didn't realize the captain's name was William Crozier. Uh-huh. Uh Because remember the Franklin expedition and that one competent captain? His name is also Crozier. Ah. Uh. I'm like, are they... Related? What's happening? What's happening? I don't think they are. There's just a lot of William Croziers in the world. But, yeah. like, even that Crozier had a brother named William. Terrible. Just, like, separate. There's too many of them. That. There's too many. And they're all, I feel like it would have stopped. come up if one of his brothers was also a captain. Because, I feel like, well, like you found these guys. Right? Like, That's a big oh, deal. that seems important. <laughs> it seems like you should have told me. seems like maybe you should have said something. <clears throat> uh, would it come up more? Gosh, but, you just never get on a boat again, though, right? Like... <laughs> Uh, 300 miles uh, south yeah. of that, Pollard yeah. and Ramsdell 
were barely alive. The uh, the third guy, Ray, had died on the 11th, yeah. leaving just the captain. And, and the Owen, guy who killed his nephew and or the cousin, guy who whatever. killed his cousin. Ugh. And they were surviving by— How did he not just eat him? Like, he just kill him? Uh, I guess because they still had bones to gnaw on. I just mean he killed your cousin. Yeah, just out of like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, and just be like, oh, he died. But like, can no you, one's gonna know? Can you be mad because you let happen? You know, I I feel like the guilt. Yeah, I would feel so guilty that that happened. But also, and then, I'm hungry. <laughs> then you're alone. Yeah, <laughs> but and then nobody can eat me. Who's gonna kill you? Uh, me, um, I guess. So they're alone. And they've survived by gnawing on coffin and raised bones, which life hack for anyone (laughs) in a survival situation, bone marrow is a fantastic source of the fats you need to survive. From animals. Uh, I mean, you don't, you you shouldn't gnaw on the bone marrow of plants, I don't think. Yeah, they'll help you. Um, But things with bones, like you know, I'm just saying, mammalian bones. We're going to go with animal, animals and not people. <laughs> if Yeah, if you have them. Like, yeah. they should have been gnawing on that, tor- like, tortoise bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know. I was going to ask if they drank the tortoise blood. Oh, I uh, hope so. Yeah. Tortoise blood is too. like a juice. Right. So much good eating. That's why I was a little surprised they just tossed people over. Maybe yeah. they, like, you should drink them. Ew. Not to be uh, insensitive, but you should drink oh, them like a yeah. juice box. Mm-hmm. But instead, you took the heart and sewed them back up. Very weird. So strange. I'm like, that's what they did with the vampires, too. It's true. <laughs> Maybe that's why they did it. What? Uh, anyway. It's just like what they know how to do. Anyway, life hack. Uh, that's why wild animals do it. Sure. Um when archaeologists find, like, human ancestor bones in caves mm. with human ancestor teeth marks on the bones, like, they also tend to be broken into to get the marrow. Yeah. Because that's actually what your body needs. Is that why dogs like bones? Uh, or are like, they just, like, chewing? Probably both. Okay. Uh, with domestic dogs, it's hard to say. Yeah. But I think that's the the instinct behind the compulsion. That makes sense. Is to... Yeah get what's inside it. Right, but like domestic dogs are pampered so they don't need the nutrients. They just Yeah. But they have the instinct of like I just want to chew on stuff. Yeah, I think I think that's probably why. Sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh so small amount of fats available in the marrow allows them to coast barely for a few days, mm-hmm. like days and days. Sure. On February 23rd, their boat is rescued. Almost oh. almost within sight of South America. Wow. Um, by the Nantucket whale ship, I the Dom. Think anyone else is gonna live? <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like oh oh oh. Well, the uh, Dauphin. Oh, uh, Ninety three days after the Essex sinks. Is it a French ship? No, it's a Nantucket whale ship. They just oh. named it the Dauphin. Interesting. I don't know. Maybe they were like, it's dolphin, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Also e- prince. Yes. <laughs> uh, they Pollard and this is like so haunting for me. Mm. Pollard and Ramsdale are disassociative by that time. Yeah. Uh and like they're just they're barely even human. The ship comes up to them. Mm. They don't even see it. Like so by the time it's there they're like, wow. "Whoa, what the hell?" Ah. Uh, and they don't they don't really respond to their rescuers. Uh. Um 
they're they're terrified when like they they try to like get them. They don't even. They're like, right. what even are you? I don't understand. Oof. The the crew of the Dauphin look down and probably what they see is just two dirty uh, skeletons, basically. Yeah. Uh, sucking on, and I quote, the bones of the dead messmates, which they were loath to part with. Mm-hmm. Well, of course, they're, of course, they've been starving to death, it's and this is all that's sustaining their them. Their lifeline, and you try to take it away. It's like, yeah. like a starving dog, and you try to take their bones. Also, yeah, them being like they've dissociated. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. You, like, um, you don't want to be where you are and, right now. And not even that you don't want to. It's like you get to the point where your brain is you like can't. being here in the reality is not conducive to you living. This is unsustainable. This Like it's just not going to work, my dude. Uh, we're going to have to go elsewhere mm-hmm. for now. Uh, and we, we know kind of what the crew is thinking because uh, they they take them on the boats and the like, ship's doctor sees them and kind of gets them back up to, like, functioning. Yeah. Uh, but he takes dinner with the ship's officers and he tells them what happens. And afterwards, the officers go back to their cabins and write about it. And they're like, wow, that was messed up. Oh, of course. Wow, that was a thing. I heard a thing tonight. (laughs) And it was bad. I don't want to be out here anymore. Yeah. It's bad. So there are two groups that are unaccounted for. Mm. One of them is Hendrix's boat. Right. And also the three men they left on that tiny island. Mm. So... With the first two boats rescued, they tell their rescuers, hey, there's three guys on this island, and those three guys live. They get picked up, uh, and it brings up the total survivors to, like, what, eight? Great. Eight people live. Not the worst. Uh, Okay, yeah. Pretty bad. We'll, We'll say not the worst. That's fair. They started with 20. 21? Oh, because the one guy got dropped off. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, less than half, but... Uh, yeah. The fact that I thought two people were going to live. Yeah, you're like, <laughs> wow, so many two, people. There are two accounts. I just assumed there were two people. Amazing. So... Uh, on the other side of that coin, Hendrix's boat was never seen or heard from again. Yeah. Uh, conclusively, there... They found a there was a boat full of skeletons that was found washed up on uh, an island in the Pacific. Mm. Never proven it's it was them though. Yeah, the like that's, there's lots of boats in the ocean. That's ba- that's the gist of it. I think that's the yeah. gist of it. I mean that or it sunk, <laughs> or it sunk. But uh, like they didn't make it out. That's there. the other thing that's terrible at the ocean. You know how many bones are down there? I hate it. Oh, uh, not for long. Stuff down there eats things. It's true. That fall down. I don't like that either. Yeah. Um, eight crew survived, and all of them went to sea again within months of their return to no. Nantucket. No. No. All of them. I'm moving to Oklahoma. Which is one of the <laughs> most chilling things about this entire it, story. So, it, I ugh. imagine. Just imagine. Just imagine. How terrible that trip was. Like, the second I can get off the boat, I'm on. Since mm-hmm. they both got picked up by boats. Yeah. I'm moving as far inland as possible. Right. Preferably to a place that doesn't have water of any kind. 
Uh, I mean, I move to like you I want to live right underneath a freshwater waterfall. Yeah, but I mean, like no yeah. ocean access. It's no. Colorado, uh, yeah. Oklahoma mountains, uh, North uh, yeah, South Dakota. Nebraska, mm-hmm. you know, anything in there. Yeah, the deepest, like, recesses of, like, the African continent or, like, the middle of Russia, if yep. I can make it. Yeah, Central um, Europe. But, you know, they're not— Switzerland. They're not rich boys. Yeah. They got to make money. This is all they know I, how to do. Just learn how to do something else. Like, <laughs> I just— <laughs> You just got to learn. You I just, just like, out. become a farmer. <laughs> just go farm. That's it. It's easy. That's it. Like, Potatoes. work for a farmer. Mm. Uh. Indenture yourself. Yeah. That's better than this. That's better than this. Better than this. Like, yeah. My dude. When you've had to eat people on at the at sea. Do but do you have to eat people on the farm? I'd rather I don't think so. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Not a good farm. No. Is it a soylent green farm? <laughs> It's like, I guess that's worse. Although you're still not at sea. So is it worse? <laughs> For Alexis, no. It's Once not again, worse. if that island had 100% possibility of people eating me, I'd get off the boat. Just do it. <laughs> uh, I don't care. We need to make a clip of this. And just whenever someone's like, I like the beach. And you're like, I don't like the beach. And they're like, why don't you like the beach? How can you not like the beach? And you just send them this whole episode. <laughs> and I just say, if there's a 100% chance they're eating me, I'm getting off the boat. <laughs> Eat, do it. Do it. Eat me. <laughs> Eat me. I don't care. So, uh, it, well, and it's just so ironic that their yeah. their biggest fear is all these brown people are going to eat them. Yeah. And then they all eat and then each other. They eat each other. Specifically the black people, hmm. mostly. First to the black people. I know, like, when I read that, I'm like, it's like that horror trope is real. Freaking white people. Racism is the horror trope. White men be like, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. At this That's time, true. literally eat them. Yeah. So, uh, the survivors are various shades of successful in rebuilding their careers. We're gonna start with Ke- the captain. <laughs> to start with Kevin. Uh, with Kevin, like, George think- Kevin Pollard. I don't think I know the name Kevin. Uh, less than a year later, was given command of another whaling no! ship. <laughs> They're so stupid. They're so stupid. One, that they asked, and two, that he accepted when he did such a bad captaining job. (laughs) He did such a bad job, but it wasn't. It was the whale. The whale. It wasn't. It was every time he made a decision, everybody said, I don't know. And he said, you know what? You're right. I don't know. Let's do what you want to do. That's not what captains do. You're right. Not good ones. No. Um... So his new ship is called Two Brothers. Have you ever seen Star Trek? They're <laughs> yes, not like I have. They're not like we're gonna do this, and people on the crew go, "Wait a minute, that doesn't sound good." And then the captain goes, "Oh, okay. Oh, you're right. <laughs> they don't get to be captain. <laughs> Captain's always pissing people off. Oh, those are the best ones because he's gotta. Yeah, you gotta. So uh, he has bizarre optimism about the whole thing. He's like bright and cheery about it. Yikes. Uh, on the trip, he tells a midshipman about what happened on the Essex because the midshipman was, like, reading Owen Chase's book mm. that he published, like, within four months of getting back to Nantucket. Sure. He's real quick. Uh, but the midshipman read it, and then he's like, wait, are you related to that George Pollard? He's like, no, I am that George Pollard. Proud. Uh, the, the guy, Charles Wilkes, um, wrote that the captain was 
cheerful, and very modest. And when he asked Pollard how he could even stand to look at the ocean again, uh, quote, he simply remarked that it was an old adage that the lightning never struck the same place twice. Not true. Except lightning does strike the same place twice all the time. There are people who have been struck by lightning like seven times. That's how lightning rods work. Also, like, I know this isn't scientific, but... uh, like, human beings who have been struck by lightning <laughs> often get struck again. Well, right. Statistically. If you're liable to be struck once, you're probably going to be in the same place at some point. Like I said, there are people who have been struck, like, seven times. Yeah. And, like, once again, I know this isn't scientific, but it feels like lightning remembers who you are. <laughs> it knows you. It feels like it's aware. <laughs> you lived, and it's like, that can't happen. Try again. Oh, we're going to get... We're, now we're friends. Zeus is like, I'm coming for you. And once again, I'm like, the solution is move. <laughs> There are places that don't have lightning very often. It's true. Move to one of those places. Uh, What do you think happens to two brothers and his new ship? I I hope they all crash and die. They wreck (laughs) off the coast of Hawaii. Nailed it. They wreck off the coast of Hawaii immediately. Lol? Did they die? Uh, No. Oh. Uh, Because it's near Hawaii and a ship is, like, there. Sure. But Thomas Nickerson, the former cabin boy, was also on that voyage. He's like, you know. Baby, go home. I'm going to go with you. (laughs) Not even go home. Go inland. Make new home. And it's Where boats can't go. I'm so grateful he was there because he writes about uh, how the ship is going down. Mm -hmm. It happens at night. But you can see the light drain out of Pollard's eyes. Ah. Because uh, he thought it couldn't happen again. And it, he's an idiot. And it immediately happened. The captain appeared unwilling to leave the ship. Waves bashed the boats against the hull. Men begged for him to save himself. Uh, Nickerson writes that Captain Pollard only reluctantly got into the boat just as they were about to shove off into the storm. Sure. Because uh, he's like, not again, <laughs> my dudes. It's like, I can't. It happened also, again. Also, like, last time... I I don't think as the captain that he should have lived. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think respectable captains don't. Because mm-hmm. um, you go down with the ship. You do. And that was maybe the first ship, definitely the second one. Uh, like maybe the whaling ship. Uh, maybe that's why he hesitates. He's like, you know, I yeah. should... I, I think should. I think he's like respect. I can't do the same thing again. Like, and I this time I it. say you don't go down with the ship because everyone's getting off. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's dying. But when all those when all the people in your ship are dying and you're in charge of it, like that's on you, you shouldn't have lived. That's on you. You it shouldn't is on have you. allowed yourself to live. Two months after that, in the harbor on one of the Society Islands, where they almost went, mm-hmm. uh, a missionary named George Bennett boarded a brig bound for Boston. Among the passengers was Pollard. Mm. He was a completely different man uh, since he talked to Midshipman Wilkes less than a year previously. Right. Uh, his cheerfulness is gone. Yeah. Um, he's anchored in the harbor that uh, his men might have gone to to save themselves, and he, he tells this missionary... Uh, about what happened, mm-hmm. uh, except instead of telling it in kind of an optimistic, cheerful way, uh, this time when he gets to describing 
his cousin Owen Coffin dying, he breaks off and he can't even finish. He's just yeah. weeping and telling the missionary, I, I can't tell you anymore. My head is on fire at the recollection. I hardly know what to say. And he can't go on. Yeah. I mean, clearly he was in denial earlier mm-hmm. that it's like. Like, I, I can go on and live my life. And then. The, things can go back to normal. Like the most traumatic, triggering thing happens. Again. And it's his fault. This time it is his fault. Yeah. It's like a navigational thing. He's trying to navigate in his head just like from memory or whatever. No. And then it's stormy and he, he can't like track their progress by the moon like he usually does. Yeah. And they immediately wreck on some coral. Yeah. Maybe you shouldn't be in charge of boats. That one. That one's your problem. And that's what the people in Nantucket say. They're like, hey, maybe you're not in charge of boats anymore. Maybe you don't get a boat. He He's uh, viewed as unlucky and he knows this. Yeah. He's like, I, he, it basically forces him to retire. He can't do it Good. anymore. Do anything else. He becomes Nantucket's night watchman. Great. Every November 20th, he would reportedly lock himself in his room and fast in memory of oh, his men. don't do that. Uh, his life uh, continued not being easily. He was forever haunted. By yeah. specifically rumors that um, he had uh, offered up his cousin's life instead of oh, his own. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not going to look good on you, obviously. Um, Which, once again, should have just not come back. And cannibalism is bad enough, but, uh, like, incest cannibalism. Yeah, eating is, your own family members. Is worse. <laughs> especially when there are other pe- other options. And no o- one's going to like that. Owen Coffin's mother never spoke to him again. Well, yeah. And never got over her son's death. I can't believe she didn't murder him. <laughs> like, Honest- honestly. Honestly. So Owen Chase uh, became a rather successful but work-obsessed uh, whaling captain. Stupid. He would only—he would be gone for, like, Just- yeah, like two, three years at a time, come back, father another child with, like, a new wife. Ugh, and then I hate that. Leave again. Uh, the first— like wife that he takes when he gets back is actually Matthew Joy's widow. So they, uncomfortable. They like kind of bond over it. I hate that. But it's like kind of like weird. <laughs> uh, he could have eaten that man. He could have eaten that man. Almost. Gross. Yeah. Also, uh, this this woman just loves whaling captains like or sea Probably not, not a lot of options in that town. I guess. But, Let's move. But, like, she <laughs> she eventually dies in childbirth. I think the next one gi- dies in childbirth. He divorces. This is why you don't do it. He divorces one, and then he just dies with the last one. Cool. It's a uh, don't marry a whaling captain. Yeah. Well, is, and uh, what it, it comes down to. A lot of my solutions are for you to move. Yeah, you need to move. Just in life. Listen, it's going to be a few years before Nantucket becomes a resort island. Yeah. you got to move. You should move. Well, that's the thing. It's like in modern times, I feel like it's a lot harder to move. Yeah. I think it's more expensive and there's not random people who are like, you want to work in my farm? Right. You and can't stuff just like, like that. show up to a saloon and get a job. No. But like in the past... Mm-hmm. It's like you, unless you like own a lot of land, you go anywhere and it's pretty much the same. Yeah. You know, like them being like, you know, being like, oh, well, they only know how to boat. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, but like we work on a farm. It's just hard. You know, it's just physical labor. It's It's not uh, like fantastically different. It just is is less money. I mean, it's the same reason why people do like bearing sea fishing now. You'll be alive. You make some like. Enough money that a poor boy can go on several trips mm-hmm. and retire on that. Yeah. It's a lot of money. 
but you're being greedy, okay? It, it and is, it might mean you have to eat someone. It is the grind of capitalism. So in a nutshell, it isn't is, it? Hundred uh, percent. So maybe unsurprisingly, Owen Chase's home life wasn't very stable. Yeah, he suffered constant PTSD from the ordeal, uh, suffering headaches, uh, like trauma. He yeah. took to hoarding food in his attic later in life. I love when people think that like PTSD is like a new thing. Right? <laughs> like, it's like uh, no, they just didn't have a word for didn't have it. Have a name for like something really bad happens to you and it affects the rest of your entire life. Oh, I didn't mention. Uh, even when he was still like cheerful about it and like thinking he had a new life, Pollard um, took to hanging a net over his berth in the in his cabin mm-hmm. and just filling it with like potatoes and fruits yeah. and other food. So if he was even the least bit hungry, he could just reach up and always have it close to him. Honestly, extremely traumatized. Great life hack. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> life hack. <laughs> A uh, starving sailor life hack for everyone at home. I'm just saying, maybe I hang a net in my room. You yeah. know, that's oh. smart. Put like pineapples up there. Sure. They don't fall down and hurt me, though. That's, yeah. Like 100%. Uh, so Owen Chase took to hoarding food in his attic. Yeah. Um, he uh, was eventually institutionalized in his old age. <laughs> yeah. And died when he was like 86 or something. See, it, it is a thing, too, though, of like, uh, sometimes you just, just don't stop living when mm-hmm. something bad happens to you, like real bad. Yeah. And it's like... But it's still there, you know? No, that's what I mean. It's yeah. Like, it's, it's like you wish you died earlier. Right. But it's like survival instincts just keep going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I gotta live. And it's like... Yeah. yeah. If anyone is Ahab in the story, it's probably Owen. Yeah. Uh, he So he writes about his uh, trip... Uh, like a few months after he gets back. Yeah. Um, and it is his son who is uh, traveling around on boats who meets uh, Herman Melville oh. when, when they're out on the sea. And he, he tells Herman about it. It feels weird to call him Herman. Yeah. He Herm. Tells, he tells Melville about it. And Melville's like, oh, my, this is so fascinating. Wow. And he's like, here, I have a copy of my dad's book. You can mm. just take it. And he's like, <laughs> Uh, I have a great idea. <laughs> Melville wrote, uh, he annotated his copy. Oh, well, yeah. And he wrote um, in it, all the sufferings of these miserable men of the Essex might in all human probability have been avoided had they immediately after leaving the wreck steered straight for Tahiti, from which they were not very distant at the time, yeah. uh, but they dreaded cannibals. And Melville knew that missionaries had been to the island and uh-huh. that it was safe. And he's like, mm, that's messed up. Uh. And then he uh, went and wrote. You know what I would say? Oh, we could have been avoided if they turned around. <laughs> if they moved to California and just like <laughs> struck gold or Do something. Gold. What Build about? railroads. Mm-hmm. There's so many options. Go be a cowboy. Go be a yeehaw boy. I, even before that, I'm like, just turn around just when your boats go bad just immediately. Turn around. Remember when you failed immediately with the boats and then you said, we'll just go to Spain? I right. already said turn around. If you had been a couple days later, maybe that whale wouldn't have found you. Mm-hmm. Everything about that? Hmm. How about that? Hmm. Maybe you just don't go to the death pit. Maybe just don't go. Anyway, Never Mo- go to a mythical <laughs> land where all is wonderful because it's a lie every time Narnia isn't real. Yeah, There's the an fountain ice- of youth isn't real. It's not real. It's actually a fountain of uh, uncertainty. Magical 
whaling spot is fake. It's fake. It's always fake. So that's the story of the whale ship Essex and the natural depletion of natural resources, the near extinction of indigenous populations, whale murder, cannibalism, PTSD, uh, and the creation of Moby Dick, the maybe best novel ever written in America. Yay! Which is very good. Uh, a lot of people have trouble Never getting into it. it, but uh, it's really excellent. It might be a mistake making it required reading for like high schoolers. There are two. There are two bodies of thought I think on mm. this, and the first is that nobody understands like extreme uh, rage like teenagers do. <laughs> Yeah. So in that sense, it's like really perfect for them. But on the other hand, you might need to be like kind of later in life before you're like, I get it. Yeah. I get it. And like, especially when the language is already difficult, like that's mm-hmm. very hard for teenagers to understand, like to care about. I'll um I'll post an article. Uh, and it's you- long, isn't it? It's long. Yeah. And there are a lot of chapters that are boring. And I think they're supposed to be boring because sure. sometimes life is boring. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. He wrote it when he was 32, mm-hmm. which used to sound so old to me. But I'm like, man, could I write Moby Dick in like the next two years? I don't think so. I'm sure. But also nobody cared. Yeah. Uh, and he died like doing a sad office job and like nobody cared about well. him. It's so <laughs> So you totally sad. could write Moby Dick and nobody cares. <laughs> and nobody cares until you're dead. <laughs> Great. Which is so sad because he's one of the better authors of that time. Everyone's like, oh, Hawthorne. Hawthorne's garbage. Okay. <laughs> he's boring Ooh. and he's garbage and I hate, I hate the Scarlet Letter and you should too. Oh yeah, it's not good. It's terrible. Anyway. I, I don't anyway. remember when Henry James is, but I hate that man. <laughs> hate that man. Stupid. Hate that man. Because I know Bly Manor just came out. Oh, yeah. I've and heard, I need to watch it. I do, too. I've heard it's very gay rights oh. in parts of it, which makes me sure. so much more interested. I And I'm sure it's good because it's been updated and heavily edited. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've tried to read Turning of the Screw, like, multiple times, mm-hmm. and it's... It's just impossible. Yeah. It's like he wrote it intentionally to make it hard to read. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like he does everything that if you take English class, they say, don't do that. Mm-hmm. The sentences are so long and say nothing. Don't do that. And are just like, it's like you're reading a word puzzle, but it's not. It's just a sentence. <laughs> you gotta, it's just meaningless. Like uh, have to be um, studied in like... Code, yeah, and, and it made me feel so much better because language. I complained about it to you, mm-hmm. and you were like, "Who is it?" And I said his name, and you're like, "Oh yeah," and then you oh, sent me like guy. a bunch of like famous authors <laughs> talking about how bad of a writer he yeah, is. And yeah. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's garbage. It was like Oscar Wilde and Jane. Aust- a whole bunch of people were just like, "Man, f this guy," you know? He sucks. Oh god, that reminds and I was me. Like, it's true. He does. Suck. Yeah, like this episode's over, probably already pretty long. But yes. I heard that a Harriet Beecher Stowe. Uh, who wrote uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin, wrote an article in The Atlantic just dragging Lord Byron to hell and back and talking about what a dick he was. And it was such a dramatic, like, tea hitting the fan that, like, the Atlantic lost a ton of subscribers, <laughs> and like they could handle the truth. Everyone was like just up in arms about it. I'm like, Incredible. I gotta have an episode 
like Lord Byron's That's episode awesome. is going to be like a whole month of just like nonsense. Oh yeah, dude. He's such anyway. Well, and off when there's topic. when there's such a big figure like that, it's easier to segment it into things. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I did my Benjamin Franklin like yeah. sexy time, and then also uh, <laughs> pranker sexy <man>. period <laughs> pranker man prank boy uh, raccoon like, cat. We're, we're definitely going to talk about Benjamin Franklin in the future, but it's like it's easier when someone's yes, yeah, so like prolific to kind of like subject section off or mm-hmm. like cut cut it up so that it's like more uh digestible i guess and like yeah. that you get the fuller picture of the person instead of right. just like here's one episode about like one of the you know like most important men in history as far as like well-kept records it's like that's really difficult mm-hmm. you know like i did my one episode about napoleon but it's like now i've done multiple right and i'll do more i'm sure mm-hmm. there's some there's People written a lot, and people documented a lot about him, so there's a lot of material. And not just Napoleon, but also Napoleon's just in a lot of other people's things, you know? Yeah. Like, when uh, you when you start huge wars <laughs> that are basically like the First World War, <laughs> yeah. uh, people have to, like, talk about you a lot. <laughs> yep. You influence a lot of other events. It's like, because, uh, you know, I mean... I'm sure you probably already know or could guess, but like you know, I've been I did like some research about Lafayette. I haven't finished it. Gilbert, but uh, <laughs> Gilbert, <laughs> but uh, he, you know, he's over here helping us out, and mm-hmm. then he's done, and he goes back to France. And, the, like, and I was like, yeah, oh, oh, and then uh, <laughs> you know, and I and I knew that like he gets imprisoned, um, but I didn't know. Like, all the details about it. It's weird, right? It's weird. It's weird. And, like, I didn't know how much, like, he's going to be involved with Napoleon later. And I'm like, oh, he's going to hate that Mm because he's all about, like, ah, freedom and people's rights. And then right right after the revolution, they get Napoleon. (laughs) I'm like, he's going to hate Napoleon a lot. And he do. (laughs) He do. Fair. Poor. I don't like Napoleon because I think he's, like, a, a good person. I just like him because you're like, wow, there's a lot going on here, my dude. There's a lot. There's a lot, lot happening. Stuff. Anyway, oh, always boy. I can make anything about Napoleon. <laughs> Thank you I for know. listening. So quickly. <laughs> it's so easy. How do you get from Whaleship Essex to Napoleon in like three steps? <laughs> Lord Byron, Benjamin Franklin, <laughs> Lafayette, Napoleon. There it is. Mm. I could have gone straight from Benny Franks, man. Any point in history is mm. six degrees away from Napoleon. It's true. <laughs> So many things, like when you, you like see these memes that are like, why does this happen to this? It's like, oh, let me tell you about the French Revolution. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Freaking French Revolution. It's so important. Getting into everything. Thanks, thanks for listening. Change the whole world. Thank you for listening. I uh, hope you had a good time. I know uh, somebody in our Discord mentioned that last episode was a little uh, content light. As far as, like, we didn't talk about a lot of events. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm pretty sure the bulk of it's going to be in this one. Yeah. Uh, last one was, like, an hour. This is, like, getting to two hours around there. So, yeah. You, yeah. The first one is uh, set up. It's a teaser. Yeah. So, hopefully, this fulfills the need to learn about this thing. Uh, and hope you enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Hope this one is a little bit more content full. Yes. Uh, which, you know, there's that's always going to happen sometimes. It's like the thing is not every episode is going to be the best episode. Mm-hmm. But we're trying to give you some stuffs. But either way, thank you for listening. You can email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Let us know more 
people we should talk about who die at sea and eat each other mm-hmm. or other Halloween-related <laughs> My favorite genre. Things. Yeah, Haley's favorite. Or uh, how you also don't want to, like, you'd rather people eat you than eat people. Yeah. Because me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. We're posting memes. I've been kind of lackadaisical on that. i got to get back on it. But the other day we learned that in 1924, uh, soup was invented. Because John Soup wanted to drink a chicken. That was a tweet that I posted. <laughs> it was really funny. Oh, my God. So if you want good history facts, go to our page. Um, okay. <laughs> it's very funny. Imagine. Imagine. Uh, you can leave us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We highly appreciate it. That's how people find our podcast. So, Sorry, drink a chicken just <laughs> hit me. Drink a chicken. <laughs> Just really hit me. That's good. Uh, and you can also go to our Patreon, join that. You can be on our Discord and chat with us. And uh, yeah, have a good time. Have a good time. Thank you to all our Patreon people for supporting us, helping us out. Even though our schedule's been a little wonky still, mm-hmm. we're trying. Stay, my dudes. stay hydrated. Yes. Don't go in the ocean. Don't. <laughs> Don't go in Ever. there. Don't go in there. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bye. <laughs>